Hey guys, brand new podcast, and this is a this is a fascinating one. It's a doozy. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if you ended up crying at one point. I will warn you with that Aww. because Leanne starts crying. Aww. We uh, Leanne is my wife. If you're brand new to the podcast, uh, she is not always on the podcast. She always does the intro reads with me because I have a hard time reading out loud, and she helps me with uh, the copy. But we don't have any ads this week, so we'll just get straight to it. Um, we had gotten reached out by this behavioral assessor, Hi, uh, Jair, Jair Rodriguez. 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 Yeah. And he said, I think he went through my manager and he said, you know, I do this behavioral assessing of people. I figure out what what's going on with them. And I had been, I talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but I had... Um, I I noticed that I had attracted some some sociopath, not I, weird fucking bad people in my life. Right. That uh, ever since I was a kid, I was attracting the same type of person, and I was curious what was wrong with me that made me attract these people. And so I was like, you know what? Let's fucking take this test. And it's and I like. But Duncan, did he answer that question? I don't think he did. No, I but, don't think so. But, but, I, but I think we, you can listen. To, if you listen to the podcast, you can figure it out. He did answer it in, in, in portions, but it, it got it got so deep. Like it really, he did do an in depth assessment to us. And Duncan Trussell, one time, a long time ago, said, "If you're not taking chances or doing stuff different with your podcast, then you really aren't growing as an artist." And I was like, "Yeah, so I should do stuff like this. Like if there's an, anyone out there that has a certain skill set." That you think would be interesting to be on my podcast, hit me up. Uh, email me at bert at bertbertbert.com mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll do more of these. And if you like them, um, we'll do more of them. I, I really want him to do Tom and Christina. I, I think that would be fucking fascinating because they do have people on their show and it would be great to have. And Christina. Do you think they'd be okay with getting that personal? Tom would not. Tom wouldn't? No, Tom would not. Do you think Push would? Push would very easily. She's such an open book. She is? Okay. Yeah, Tom's a lot more private, I think. Because, I mean, it was kind of uncanny, the stuff that they read in this. I mean, I, I thought it was really uncanny. It was fascinating. I mean, It was fascinating. Because it's scientifically based. It's not, it's not, you know. I, I found, it was found it interesting he didn't say anything about the comedy store in La Jolla, December 7th through 9th. Or Spokane Comedy Club, the 14th through 16th of December. And, of course, he didn't say anything about West Palm Beach for New Year's Eve, baby. Well, that wasn't in the chart. Saturday, Sunday, West Palm Beach, New Year's Eve, Stress Factory, first week in January. I'm going to a football game with Tom and Ari. I should have run that by you, Leanne, on the 7th. Tacoma Comedy Club, January 18th, 19th, 20th. Helium Comedy Club in Portland, the 25th, 26th, 27th. And then the Wilbur on the third, second show added, uh, almost sold out. So uh, still, still tickets available, but second show added on on Saturday. Uh, Morty's Comedy Joint, Comedy Zone in Charlotte, and then the Trocadero, the 24th, 23rd, and 22nd. Why did I do it that way? Not the 25th. And then we'll, we'll just, uh, that's tour dates. Uh, I think my wife... Who designed my website, BertBertBert.com? We are getting a lot of traffic on it, and so thank you. And I love Aww. that you guys are giving her um, notes on her on on her web design. Yeah, I've gotten a couple notes. One <laughs> of the notes I can't really change is part of the formatting of the of Squarespace, but they've been really helpful. It's really it's been really great, and we have had a lot more traffic. I so think it's check much out, better looking. Check out the website and buy some merchandise. BertBertBert.com. The sweatshirts are next fucking level. 
Capital. I'm bringing up uh, some to Calusa Casino this weekend. And they're flying off the shelves. And they're flying off the shelves. Yeah. And then we have a beanie that's up for presale yep. that is going to be coming out. It's the beanie that I want to wear. Yeah, I, I like beanies that are folded. Week. I liked. We paid a little extra because I wanted a patch on it, yeah. and I wanted the ball on top. Uh-huh. So it's getting that kind of weather. Get yourself a beanie. Get yourself a sweatshirt. Uh, and then you have obviously have all the shirts up there. All the posters from past shows that uh, that we do are available there too so if you want to buy one i'll sign it for you and if you want me to write something no i've been signing them you sign them at the live shows yeah i signed them at the live shows yeah yeah, yeah. and then why is, have you already sold some and i didn't sign them yeah okay where, where, yeah well if you want me to sign them just never mind i'm not gonna sign those <laughs> <laughs> you should see the eyes i'm getting the eyes i'm getting because do you know how long it takes me to get you to sign a book for yeah. freaking ever forever it takes forever so they're priced as not signed because you sell them for a certain price at shows with a signature and they're priced at half that price for? 10 bucks okay instead of 20 bucks where you, they, you sign it well, i think what we should do is sell them signed and then i'll just go in and sign all of them right now oh okay and then sell them for 20 bucks okay well then i'll do that mr smarty pants so what do we do about the eight or ten people who've already bought them and they weren't signed they got them for 10 bucks. Uh, okay. So just going forward from here on out, uh, we're the signing way, them. This back and forth will be going on all of this assessment. It does. It's a, it's a, it's a Love really, and marriage. It's a really fun assessment. I think it's fun to listen to with your husband or your wife. Um, I think, I, I think you should do this assessment. If especially, I would do it with your wife or your husband. Uh, that's me personally. But if you're a young kid and you're trying to figure out what's going on in your life and you're trying to go like, the fuck am I going to do with myself? Take this assessment. Do the career path one. Right. And find out what you should be doing. It's a great way to look at like where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, what you can what you can focus on, what you can. Uh, apparently, I am dialed in for what I should be doing it creatively. Right. You, you're in the right career. I'm in the right career. I uh, am completely lost. <laughs> But and, completely, and you'll hear this. You'll hear him tell you this, and you'll hear Leanne break down crying, and you'll hear I I got a little emotional. But you'll hear the way he says to Leanne, "You need to fix this. How to fix this?" Right? It's fucking awesome. It was awesome, and I would imagine it would be really awesome for somebody about to go to college to go. What do I want to study? Somebody in college, in college. or somebody in somebody college, right who's out struggling. of college, someone in the middle of a midlife crisis, going, "What the fuck, man?" Because you know, if you know that you're really, if you're not a people person, but you're thinking you want to be a therapist, that may not be the right fit for you, right? So maybe there's something else you should be doing in that line of work that doesn't deal with people. It's really cool to find out who you are at like an, a subconscious base level, yeah. who you wake up and are, as what he said. And so this test does cost money, but he is giving fifty dollars off of this test to anyone using the promo code uh, or not the promo code the link we have in the description Uh, the link is in the description of the podcast so you can find that link click that link and go directly to get that or cut and paste it put it in your notes and then do it later when you get home on your computer Uh, and like I said it's $50 off I would definitely do it with a spouse there's there's no one I think shouldn't do this no it's I mean the more you know about yourself the better knowledge is power yeah, and he do, does tell you stuff that's on the assessment is a test. You get a feedback, you get the written stuff, and then he gets on the phone with you and he talks you through the assessment. He, what and it I say means, this, yeah. I say this in the thing. If you want to dumb it down, you can tell him, hey, just compare it to Burton Leanne's. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> tell me, so what, am I like Leanne with the Keaton sheep keeping shit in my closet? And I'd be like, no, he'll never be as good as Bert. I've been sneezing a lot lately. Well, I think the cool thing of my impression was him, and he was not afraid to tell you the negative. 
You know, he's yeah. not afraid to tell you the negative of this. I'm not is... going to tell you all his negatives he told about me, but there are some. And when he broke down the three things, I... I thought I had way more negatives than you did. Well, obviously, you're the lesser of the two of us. <laughs> this is a fun podcast. I had a lot of fun doing it. So I'm glad, I'm glad you... Uh, Leanne was like, I want to do this. This sounds fun. I know. I thought it would be good. I thought it would be good for you. Hey, we should have a sexual therapist come in here for yeah, us. Yeah, you think so? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do that? No. Why? Because that's a little too intimate for me on the podcast. That's just a little too much for me. What about a sexual expert? Uh, I don't know. It would depend. I, that's somewhere I'm a little more guarded. Okay, here's what we do. I don't want the public in my bed. Hold on. Okay, we can be you, in my you, head, but okay. not in my bed. What if we go into the bedroom, lights out, <laughs> mics on? No. And you're like, hey. <laughs> Is that because that's what I do? Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, the answer would be no. All right. There has to be some line. There has to be some privacy. Okay. Well, if it's anything sex related, send it our way. <laughs> and uh, and Bert can do it by himself. Yeah. Yeah. If you have any like male enhancement toys. Oh, God. Anything male oriented. Oh, it's so boring. <laughs> Who fucking yawns in an intro to a podcast? I do when you're talking about boring stuff. That's uh, boring. All right. So let's start it. <laughs> Guys, enjoy this podcast. Uh, like I said, there is a link in the description. I will be putting on my, my Twitter, on my Instagram stories, on my Facebook. I'll be putting it all over the place. We don't have it yet. We don't have That's it yet. That's why we're not saying what it is, because we don't have it yet. But I'm going to have it by tomorrow when I release the podcast. It's Correct. Monday right now, and we've got to go pick up, pick up our daughters. Correct. Um, so... Enjoy the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Jair. Jair. Rodriguez. Rod, well, let's do that a little tighter. Okay. Uh, behavioral, ladies and gentlemen, behavioral assessor, Jair Rodriguez. That was, that was good. That was really good. So, uh, let me. Can you give me your email address? Uh -huh. I'm gonna make sure and send you guys both of your graphs so you can follow along. Oh, you got. Oh, you can send them to us now. Yeah. Okay, we're recording now. Okay. But good. yeah, but so yeah, send get our email addresses. Leanne's email address oh, is. I just uh, spelled mine wrong. Is herpesgirl32 at <laughs> me dot com. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I got that email address a long time ago. Herpes I think girl. It, no herpes boy. Uh, 72 at um, Hotmail, I think. I, I, I forget what it was exactly, but it was. I just thought it was a funny email to, to give people when they were like. But then, but then someone ultimately would have herpes and it wasn't that funny to them. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Can not. you hear Leanne okay, Halston? Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, a lot of things I used to think were funny or I now are turn out of sexual assault. <laughs> Like I was saying, time, I was right? yeah, I was saying like uh, we used to do a game where we'd um, uh, take our our dicks out and put it in our buddy's pocket at the bar. In the pocket, yeah, just get up real close next to him and just put it in his pocket and go, hey, "Have you seen my wallet?" And then he goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that's that's sexual assault. Yeah, it is. It is kind of. <laughs> but it was funny back it's then. Pervy. At, at, it made sense at, at the time. The at, at the time, it was. You yeah. never do it to a girl, but. All right. Oh, okay. That's more like hazing, right? Well, I think I think part of it. And by the way, this isn't where the interview is going today, but that's I think part of it was it was just fun. It was just uh, like there's a picture of me that's floating around somewhere. 
um, of my buddy Seth. I won't say his last name, but he was passed out, mouth, uh, mouth open, and I am completely naked on top of him, like standing on top of him, dangling my junk inches from his mouth. Wait, wait, who has this picture? I'm sure Hutch has it. It's I'm certain someone has it. And by the way, I wouldn't mind it getting posted because I look skinny as shit in it. I look good. This is like back when I was like probably 186 and I was lifting weights. I looked hot. But and Seth's now grown up. He lives in Seattle. I see him every year. So no hard feelings. Oh my God. But I don't Has even know. Has he ever seen this I'm picture? I'm certain Seth saw the picture. He did? Yeah. But that's what you did when you guys passed out back in the day. Your buddy passed out. You colored his face or you it did something horrible. Are you sending those to us now? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going um, to send the first one. You don't think he was offended? Who offended? It was 1996. Who got offended in 1996? Do you realize how hard it was? Do you, I remember uh, Seminole Indians standing outside uh, the, the football games and saying, you're culturally appropriating our, our you're taking you're appropriating our culture for your mascot and i remember grown-ups like grown-ups who who were in like golf shirts and going get the fuck out of here and just <laughs> yelling racial slurs at them and i'm and oh, those are grown-ups the <laughs> world has changed so drastically so much yeah it's what's, what's your ethnic background if you don't mind me asking hi hi Jair. Jair? Jair, yeah. Uh, Middle Eastern? What is it? I'm, a, I'm asking you. He said, what's your ethnic background? Oh, Mexico. Oh, yeah, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out of it. I'm just... That's okay. So you guys should have it. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah, opening it right now. So I have to get my um, glasses, though. So why don't you explain to my listeners what you do? Okay, so... Uh, I'm pull the mic. Pull the, you you, you pull never little, have the mic too close. A little yeah. closer. Okay. Feel, so, if you want to move it around, feel free to move it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So I'm a behavioral profiler. So basically what I do is uh, I look at four primary emotions and how they translate into behavioral frameworks. So how we do things and then our motivations, basically what drives our behavior. So the how and the why. And then we go deeper into what I call axiology, which is how we value the world, both both, uh, extrinsically and intrinsically. So how we see the world outside of ourselves, and that encompasses three aspects. And then when we look at ourselves, how do we value ourselves? So we call that, uh, when we're talking about the world outside of ourselves, empathy, practical thinking or common sense, and system judgment. Okay. All of which I have none practically. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into that. The reason I wanted to do this is I I think most... Mostly, and this taps into what we were talking about yeah. earlier. But as the world has changed, you started realizing that that certain characteristics or certain people I, were, I was drawn to, or I would draw to me, I found were always narcissists. Uh huh. And I had a I, I talked to I talked to one of my best friends about it the other day, and we were saying that I had I had had this I had had a friend a long time ago. Oh, give me that. That's okay. I'm waiting for the email as well. I had a friend a long time ago who I think was pretty fucking broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but what what was interesting to me was the dynamic of this situation. Okay, um, he was a big wrestling fan. He loved Ric Flair. Okay, and we were all in the outfield, I think, in center field, and we were screwing around. <clears throat> and 
he did a, a wrestling move to me and all my friends i always found that i was the one that got, that got the wrestling move done to them so he'd do the wrestling move to me and then he had me in like a headlock and i wasn't really wrestling i was just being a part of this show i was yeah, letting yeah. it happen and everyone yeah. was cheering and i was like ah and then he pulled out a pair of scissors and he cut my hair <laughs> wow. not not a bunch but enough and then yeah, yeah, yeah. i didn't really give a fuck and in real in, in all honesty I didn't even think about it because I didn't see that part of my head because it was the top of my hair or it was the side of my hair. I didn't even think about it. And uh, and he was like bragging. Yeah. And then I got in the he car with my dad. <laughs> I got in the car with my dad and my dad was it was one of the one times I was, I was, my dad was genuinely let down in me. But yeah. he was angry. He was like, why the fuck would you let him do that? What the fuck is wrong with you that you'd let another person just cut your hair? And I was like... Like in my in my defense, I remember thinking, "What was I supposed to do? Was I supposed to sincerely start fighting him when he has a pair of scissors in his hands? I'm in yeah. a headlock. Was I like, what was I really to do? By the way, I'm, I was must have been ten. So like, yeah, I think he was probably twelve. But I, I found myself in that relationship, having to get out of that relationship. And throughout my life, I've broken up with a lot of friends, hmm. and and I find myself. I didn't, still didn't get it. Did you get yours, Leanne? Yeah, I'm reading mine. Wait, where did you... Sort of, well, I actually sent uh, both, both of them both to, to her. Hey, how about sending one to me, Leanne? Well, I didn't know that. that <laughs> I didn't, I'll just forward it to you, but I can't read. I have to go get my glasses. Okay. So the, the results that I get are basically numbers. Okay. That's all I look at. So I'm looking at numbers. Okay. Here is coming. Uh, I don't really get a lot of information as far as, you know, you are this way or the other way. Yeah. I'm just reading the numbers and how okay. they're translating to what you do. And... Why you do it? Well, I'll cheat off yours. If I can't see my phone. It's okay. too small. Um, I sent it. Okay. I'm waiting for it. Um, but yeah, and I and I think there's part of my personality that I would like to fix. Not mm-hmm. fix, but I guess you can't. I guess this is stuff you can't fix. This is well, just who you are. It's not so much about fixing as much as it is about understanding, right? Accepting and then recognizing: is it working for me? Or is it working against me? Right. If it's working against you, by all means, you can adapt the way you behave. But we never try to change people. No, it's not. That's possible, not. Really. That's not a good no. idea. No. no Table of the, contents. The more you know about yourself, the better. Yeah. So why do people like in the world use your services? Well, there's a lot of people that don't really know much about who they are. Mm. So that's a lot of people. Yeah, the majority of people. A lot of people, of people and, and I, I yeah. say this, but I'm very. Um, I'm very introspective mm-hmm. in my behaviors, but I wasn't until I became a comedian. When yeah. you when you become when you start being a comic, you really start analyzing every idea you have from every perspective. Yeah, and whatever your go to idea is, you then also automatically take the outside of that go to and think, how can I work it differently this way? Yeah. Um, I have a real like I'm, this is I'm just like I have this thing right now that I believe like. I'm, I'm I'm explaining how how this works, but like, so that I'm 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 for the first time in my life I am seeing that I I look past individuals that I don't see as someone I've interacted with often in my life. Does that make sense? Okay, it's it's, it's the it's the core tenant of racism. Of what is what? the what, what what is wrong with race relations in America? Okay, is people can't see other people's perspective because they simply look past it. And I realized I did that. We were talking about this one time when I was a child, and I found out that they were going to have Sandy Duncan play Peter Pan. I got offended, 
because I was like, that was a boy's role. You can't give a boy's role to a girl. Yeah. I got really offended. And so I was like, whatever. I, that, and that would happen throughout life. I remember when they did the reenactment of Grease, they had uh, uh, black kids as the greasers. And I was like, I remember this was uh, on TV. This was recent. I was like, wait. I was like, you can't change the story. Now you got to tell me, talk about the most progressive school in the country, right? Ohio. It was my go-to joke in my head that I'd always try to write the joke when I saw this out of line. And then we went and saw Oklahoma. My daughter was in Oklahoma and the one of the kids was Asian. And yeah. I was like, no one's going to say that because the, there's a race in the movie, in the show Oklahoma, there's a yeah. race, um, uh, not a race, but it, it's a farmer it's a, versus farmers versus uh, cowboys. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's a class distinction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cowboys think they're better than the farmers. The farmers think they're better than the cowboys. Yeah, of course. And I was like, no one's going to say it. Mention that one kid's Asian. No one's just going to, in the middle of this, they're not going to go, what about the guy that built the railroad? You know, like, and so, but all of a sudden in doing this, I realized as a comic, I go, wait, wait, hold on. That's super easy. You've been using the same perspective super easily. Let's flip it around. Let's start, let's access it from the back. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Whoa! What are wait? What have you been saying all these years, Bert? Yeah. That because a kid is Asian, he doesn't get an opportunity to be in the school play? <laughs> like, are you out of your fucking mind?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! This world is no longer like this. This world is so diverse yeah. that there you're gonna have the Mexican girl as the lead, the black guy as her lead. It's gonna, it's not gonna be." And then, then I was like, "Wait! Stop producing plays like Oklahoma." Make it so it's encompassing that it's that 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 make it it's it's and so that I think as a comic what you do is you always so here's the thing uh, when I looked at the results uh, as I mentioned axiology the way you look at the world you are what we call unconventional are you talking about me right now yeah I'm talking okay. about you <laughs> so unconventional people have a tendency of being really deep reflective thinkers. Oh, so nice. imagine I'm glad you just backed up what I said about myself. <laughs> imagine yourself looking uh, through life with a different filter. Okay. So what is really obvious for you in your analysis of the world is not going to be as obvious to other people. I wonder if that's why I'm a comic because probably because you yeah. can see relationship relationships. You can see patterns that nobody yeah. else can. Right. And you can make connections that other people can't make. But once you identify that and once you tell people, they can see it as well. They're like, oh, wow, yeah. But yeah. it just takes them a while. You need to make the connection for them. I, when I was taking the test, and I'll explain the test a little bit before we go into... Well, I have a few questions so everybody that's listening understands. Who, who, I don't think you've said your name, like your full <laughs> name, or where you work. Or, you know, uh, how could people find you if they wanted to do this too? What's wrong? No, go ahead. It's your podcast. It's not my podcast. <laughs> no, she's right. She's right. I, I, I forgot all that. I would I go, well, what that. is his name and where yeah, does he Yeah, people are probably and wondering who is this guy. guy. Okay, you know? so. With the smoky accent. Yeah. Oh. I know, right? So, uh, my name is Jair Rodriguez and I'm a behavioral profiler. I'm currently working with the Behavioral Resource Group. So, we get clients in over 18 countries. Wow. So, we focus mainly on individuals and entrepreneurs okay so a lot of self-understanding uh you know it has multiple applications Mm -hmm. so you can use it in a relationship if you get problems you can use it in a partnership with business Mm -hmm. you can use it before you hire somebody you can use it uh, i got a kid and he's going to college and he doesn't know what to do oh so we don't really tell people what to do we give them 
a direction. Like this is who you are. Yeah, sort of. this is who you are. And more than likely, this is not going to work for you. Right. So we have a really interesting saying. We see people as we are, not as they are. Wait, wait, say that again. We see people as we, we are. are, not as they are. So if something worked for me in the past, I'm assuming it's going to work for you. But if you have a different personality, guess what? Right. Yeah. It it's not going to work for you. Right. So how can I apply what we're learning today about myself in work? Because I chose work. There's three different categories. There's work, there's personal, and there's social. Family yeah. and social. So ultimately, yeah, yeah. it uh, basically is going to end up being the same thing. So okay. the reason why we have different categories, what if you don't have family? What if you, yeah. know, you don't work? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. So your personality, the way you behave is going to change. And most of the times you're going to have two patterns. Mm. So when you look at your graph, you got two different patterns. You have what we call character. Mm-hmm. And then you have behavior, which is an adapted style. Does that make sense? Character so, and then behavior. So behavior is an adapted style. It's basically... Yeah. Character is who you are. Right? Character is who you are waking up in the morning. Right. Right? Right. So the best way to imagine this, you get an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. You get an iPhone, brand new, you got the default settings. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now you go out into the world and you're like, oh, you know what? I need to get Uber. I need to get uh, Pandora. I need to get yada, yada, yada. So you start adding to it, mm. right? You don't change the iPhone. You start adding to it. Mm-hmm. So once you start adding to your personality, mm-hmm. who you are, that translates into intended behavior, which is who you show to the world. Mm. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I might be the dumbest person alive. You are not. Because as, as you say stuff, sometimes I start going, okay, you should be listening harder. You should be listening harder. <laughs> well, you are a situational listener. You know that from my test? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> oh, wow. I need a high five from you By the way, everyone listening to the podcast is like, no fucking no shit. shit everyone right. listening to this right now is like, yeah, you should. So here's the thing. This. When my friend made the connection, I don't really know much about you. I know you're a comedian. Yeah. And I think I watched one of your, The Machine. Yeah. Daddy, which, by the way, I thought it was fake when I... When you were saying it, I thought it was a story. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, made up story. And the guy goes like, no, that actually happened. I was like, what? That actually happened? <laughs> He's like, well, I can't wait to read this guy's profile. Yeah. So uh, that got me interested. So yeah. that's all I know about you. That clip, and you're a comedian. I don't really know much. Okay. And, and, and my behavior profile. Yeah. But now I got a lot of information on you. Uh, and what about my... You got information on my wife, too. Yeah. And, and we're going to share all of that on this podcast. As much as you want to. I'll now share it all. This, oh, we're open book. That's this fine. right here goes really, really deep. I know it's just numbers, but it tells me a lot. That's yeah. so cool. How did yeah. you get into this line of work? Uh, listening to a podcast. Really? Shut yeah. up. Really? Yeah. What podcast? Uh, I think it was The Art of Charm, if I'm not oh, mistaken. I know those guys. Yeah. So, Jordan Harbinger. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's the one. You know, I listened to him. I was in Australia, and I listened to him. Oh, it's something. I, I can't remember what it was. I was supposed to do a podcast with him. When I first met him, I was kind of shitty to him because he, he's a young guy. He's yeah. good looking. And his whole thing was like, um, forget it. it was about how to build confidence or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I forget what it was. At the very beginning, I met him through Zane Lamprey. And uh, and I was kind of shitty to him. And then he was like, no, I can I can work with you. But then I listened to his podcast I listened to a podcast he did and it was fucking fascinating. Yeah. And I was like, man, I really fucking slept on him. 
He's super. Fu- I forget what it was. It was about like t- five different types of people that there are. You know what? I, I think it might be the one that I listened to as well. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, so the guy that trained me in behavioral profiling, Stephen Sisler, uh, that's who I listened to the first time. So it was about yeah, it was about guys like the the kind of person you are. If you get a new car, do you the if someone gets a new car, yeah. do you go? Are you the person that goes? Hey, great car, even though it's not a great car. Do you go, hey, why did you get that package? Or do you go, hmm, I'm not going to say anything, but I really want that car. There are like yeah. five different types of personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm the person that goes, oh, hey, cool car. And what's so funny is that I listened to that podcast in Australia, and then I thought Segura got a Lamborghini, and I and I was, I was witnessed it firsthand. Where I didn't want a Lamborghini, but I wanted, but I... I was like, I was just like, hold on. I, I was blown away. I was blown away. And I was witnessing the five different personalities. Yeah. I was watching Rogan, who knew, who was in on the joke. But he's like, dude, it's a great car. You know, you got to treat yourself every now and then. I was like, he's that guy. And then I was watching Ari going, this is fucking a waste of money. This is a waste of money. I've been to 19 different countries in the last month. Yeah. And then I was watching Segura looking at me, watching for my reaction. And I couldn't process it because of that podcast. I thought, I thought, all I thought was, Tom, this is, I know how much money you make. It's such a waste of money. Like, you can definitely afford it. But you, and, but I was like, I don't, I want to celebrate with him, but I know it's a $300,000 car yeah. or plus. And I was, and I know, I just was like, I, I was like, wait, how did you make this decision? Why did you make it's this decision? It's hard to justify. It was really, like, <laughs> it's a, it lot, was, of, it was, it's it a was, lot of money. That was an extreme case. It was case. a joke, also. It was a joke it's because he didn't get a fucking Lamborghini. But he just, yeah. And now I'm obsessed with bobbers. But yeah, what so. Bobbers. That Jordan Harbinger, I think I'm saying his right, name right. Mm-hmm. His park, his podcast is really. I li- listened to it on a lark because I, I was up, I was hungover in uh, Australia, and I ended up listening to it all day. It was a really good podcast. So, so I printed our report out. Like, I printed it out. I do better looking at it. So okay. I'm going to run get yeah. it. And get your yeah. glasses and maybe another cup of coffee for me. Do you want any coffee? Uh, I don't know, wanna, I yeah, don't know how much one. we have. <laughs> okay. I offered you coffee. Cream or sugar? Oh, we have a sugar. Keurig out here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which one? Cream, sugar, both? Both. Yeah. Both. Would you like some coffee? Sure. Okay. Okay. We have a Keurig out here, Leanne. Yeah, I know. I put it there. Yeah. <laughs> So do you think I can get a better looking wife just based on my numbers? Like if you've done my fucking driving me nuts right now. I hate that she's so she's like I was not a very deep person. I'm not very deep you know, to begin with. Something really interesting when I was looking at your behavior in hers. Naturally, you guys are pretty similar. Really? Yeah. Now when you're adapting, that's when the change happens. So when you go completely bizarre. So when like, she comes back in, just the first thing go, it, I was really astounded, Bert, by you just are so much stronger in every category than Leanne. It's <laughs> almost like she's like a weaker link, like a rescue dog. Say rescue dog. She's like your rescue dog. Oh, and you, God. and she's very lucky to have you. And then, <laughs> and then, and then say, Leanne, what's it like being married to such a successful person? <laughs> She's That's been so up. she's been so up to, uh, excited for this. She took the test, I think, right away. Yeah, yeah. And she she. I was, uh, you know, the first thing when I just by looking at your presentation, when I talked to your manager, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's gonna be difficult to have this guy sit down and take the assessment. He's like, you got that right. And yeah. you completed it yesterday. If I'm not, I did mistaken. it yes, yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> literally, I woke yeah. up. My wife's like, "You cannot start drinking until you finish this assessment." Yeah. So I, I got on the treadmill. I ran. I wish you could help me figure out what's wrong with my brain. With 
I literally got on the treadmill, ran, jumped in the pool, and then I was going to the Rams game. So I cracked a beer, and she was like, "No, no, 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 take this assessment." You you have a really chaotic mind. <sighs> Meaning, let's wait till Leanne gets back for this because yeah, yeah, yeah. She, we'll get into detail. So where did you grow up? Uh, Mexico. Go uh, a donde? A donde? Yeah, Monterey. Mon- Monterey, Mexico. It's like five There's hours Monterey, away from Texas. Mexico. Yeah. Oh, oh, is it? Is it on the Gulf Coast? No, in the middle of Mexico. It's actually towards the north. Really, like two and a half hours from, you know, uh, the border. Okay. Did you go? Did you? When you were born in Mexico, I was born in Mexico. Did you yeah. have to do like uh, immigration papers to come here? Yeah, I came here when I was sixteen. Really? Yeah. Sixteen years old. Yeah. Kind of tough. Didn't know any English back then. You didn't know any English? <laughs> no. I speak a little Spanish. Let's try to run some Spanish real quick. Okay, go for I, it. The old cup. I, 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 uh, I, I, um, yo. Yo? <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to say learned. Entiendo? No, that's understand. I understand. Uh, yo, yo entiendo, yo, yo sé español un poquito porque uh, yo no uh, use it a lot. But like, but it's, but I, I it's amazing how good. useful Spanish would be in my life now. Oh, dude, yeah. Because I mean, we've gone on, we've gone into construction now. I think four times on this house, and I, I. Would just love to communicate with the guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, how did you learn English? Just, just fucking. Yeah. Just start studying, practicing, and it it, it was quite challenging to be. And where did you move to when you first came to the states? Uh, San Antonio, Texas. Okay, well, that's you could use a lot of Spanish there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, did your whole family come or just you? Uh, it was my mom, sister, and myself. Nice. And you were yeah. 16. 16. And I didn't know any English. It was, it was yeah, challenging. Go to high school? I, straight to high school. Straight to high school. No English. No English. That must have been fun, though. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, can you imagine like, people making fun of you? And, yeah. Did you feel like a racism towards you as a Mexican from Latin, like Mexican-Americans, Chicanos? Chicano is America, a Mexican born in, Mex- yeah, yeah. in America, there's, right? There's that, but I never struggled with that. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I don't have a particularly meek personality. Yeah. So people don't mess with me. That's <laughs> a rule. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I would have been tortured. <laughs> like if I, I would not, I was, I always had, despite, I'm sure you, maybe you can tell us in my assessment, but I have a, um, a little bit of uh, social anxiety. There's some of that. Yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting because... And again, we're going to get into deep into this, right? But okay. you're actually uh, naturally not an extrovert. <laughs> which know, is, is a, yeah, which is which like is fucking fascinating, right? Yeah, he's not an extrovert at all. No, he's yeah, at all. Socially awkward. This yeah. is a new podcast we do called Leanne pretending not it's not a podcast. So yeah, your listeners are going to know they're going to get a lot of information on you. Oh, this is going to be good, Leanne. Yeah. Come on, I'll put it there. See, on. I'll throw my Spanish in every now and then. I really wish I'd, I I wish I had kept with Russian and I wish I had kept with Spanish. Spanish <laughs> mostly because growing up in Florida, uh, all my friends spoke uh, a broken Spanish. Yeah. Um, and, and all of our sayings, I still say this because uh, I played baseball growing up. 
And so I still think, it, not th- it, I think in Spanish because our coaches were all Spanish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Growing up, so like uh, sometimes when Isla doesn't, my daughter doesn't swing at a pitch. I go Buenos ojos, Buenos ojos, good eyes, Isla, good yeah, eyes, good eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember there was uh, one of the pitchers I used to catch for. His dad was from the Basque region, and he he was just yell at his son in Spanish. And I just, I, I by default, get pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, it's a cultural thing. <laughs> Leanne, <laughs> yeah. let that brew, and then sit down. And when it brews, we'll come up and get it. And, um, yeah. So, all right. So, Leanne, that's another part of the personality: service oriented. Did I come up as service oriented? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It really. Yeah. He was saying of earlier. I, I mean, all of is this, this match, dynamic right? is just like falling into place. I'm just like connecting all the. Dogs. He was saying how earlier funny. how I am such a dominant, strong, <laughs> and that Full you're like shit. a rescue dog. Full of shit. And I mean, that you're what? very lucky. And he wanted to know what it was like to be married. <laughs> to which one's yours and which one's mine? Uh, so we're gonna be looking basically uh, uh, two pages. I'll tell you right now. It's okay. a page. For Burke Kreischer. 38 and page 17. That's all we're going to be looking at. So that one. And. Oh, 38 and then. Can you find 17 in here, Leanne? 17. Oops. Yes. I I will in my service oriented self. Oh, wait. These are in the 40s. Yeah, I don't think we have a 17 here. Wait, do we not print out some of the pages? I wonder if I ran out of paper. Did you get 17 or not? Mm-mm. But we can pull up 17 on the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. No, I think I ran out of paper. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. We printed Page 17. 35 to the 17. end. 17. And who wants to go first? Oh. Uh, I, I, I let Leanne go first. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at, I think this is 15. Okay. Let's, let's do that then. Seven. This is 17. 17. It should be... It looks something like this, right? Yep, I got it. Got it? Okay. So, basically, once again, it's a model of behavior, and we're analyzing four primary emotions, okay? So, we have uh, anger, optimism, patience, and fear. Okay? And we're talking about Leanne right now. <laughs> Wait, anger, yeah. optimism, patience, and fear. Yeah. And what are these graphs? You're going to explain them, right? These yeah. are for birth. So, we're going to look at yours first. Who wants... You to go first. Okay. okay. So, what we're looking for are basically the intensities of these emotions, right? So, you have feelings, you have emotions, and then you have passions. So, the lower or the higher you go, the stronger they get. Mm-hmm. So, they go from a preference to a conviction. Got it. Okay. Uh huh. So, on yours, your natural self or your character, who you really, truly are mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. We call this a harmonizer. Okay? I'm a harmonizer? <laughs> yeah. But I don't sing. No. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's stay away from those. Keep going. So basically, <laughs> people-oriented, stable, uh-huh. predictable, uh-huh. and you're really, really high when it comes to steadiness. Or patience, which means that you can tolerate a situation for a long, long time before you actually take action. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Would you say like, that's accurate? Sounds like our marriage, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably why this works. <laughs> it is why this works. <laughs> you need a lot of patience, I'm yes. assuming. Yeah. Okay. So. How funny. You will avoid conflict up. and confrontation. Mm -hmm. And you are going to internalize a lot of your emotions. Yes, that's absolutely right. <laughs> okay. Which <laughs> right. can be a problem. Right. Over time. Right. Because you're going to be more indirect in the way you communicate. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? You mean so, passive aggressive. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when you send a message, and we go back to that saying, we see people as we are. Mm-hmm. When you send that message to you, that's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, but when yeah. he gets it, it's just like, whew. Yeah. He doesn't get it. Right. In other words. But in your brain, he did. Right. So oh. now when he does it, you're going to be upset. Right, right. So when you finally blow up mm -hmm. you're gonna be more hurt right. than angry yes that's exactly right that's exactly what happens to me does that or make sense for me that is my yeah, experience exactly. so conflict this kind of a graph is really uh intense now is this one that's the one well that's actually his yeah this yeah, is, yeah, this is page 17 page 17 is his yeah so, so we oh, we have to go to mine. we're not looking at yeah yours. you gotta go to to the one uh on yours looks something like this oh and the green is what tells oh, you i'm a yeah. harmonizer patience got yeah. it so That's you're going to be more yeah you're going to be more concerned with solving human problems than technical right. problems it's right. basically basically about saying let's just get along let's just do it together uh -huh. let's not fight let uh -huh. me see your phone it's on your phone Leanna. you didn't send you sent me mine you didn't send me yours i only got one i just forwarded you one uh maybe i've got two in here yeah, my printer's out of paper. Did you get yours as well? I guess maybe we don't have lands. You want me to resend it? I yeah. only have... Let me look again. On this one from you, it says I have one attachment. Yeah, that's just... I sent uh, separate emails for, oh, okay. for both let of them. Let me see maybe. I actually sent oh, yours first. Yeah, there you go. No. This one's... Okay. Right. So just look at it on your phone, Leanne. This is when we're going to get a little deeper. Page 17, okay. right? 17. So... There's three possible situations that cause this type of graph. Mm -hmm. Number one, some type of traumatic situation or experience when you were growing up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not really having stability. Yeah. I'm going to start crying. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay. So now you make sure that you're stable. So That's imagine right. like a, one of those industrial cranes, right? Mm -hmm. You stabilize yourself. That's like, right. I'm not moving. Like That's I had enough in the past. I'm going to stabilize myself. Right. That's it. Yeah. So you need to predict what's going to happen. You really, uh, you have a really high need for security, stability, and reliability. Mm -hmm. I need to know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. That's I need fine. to make a list. I need, yeah. and I schedule, yeah. everything is a schedule. And when mm -hmm. we get off our schedule, it's taken me a, a yeah. many years to be able to let go of yeah. that schedule. We, we call that brain tension. Brain tension. Tension. So like when you don't follow mm -hmm. that list, mm -hmm. when you don't follow that routine, mm -hmm. it creates tension in your brain. That's right. And the only way to reduce that tension is by going back and following the list. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. Because that's what feels natural to you. Right. So you go back to that default setting. 
Because that keeps me stable. That keeps you safe. That keeps you stable. Right. So How crazy that you can read trauma from that. Yeah. Because that is absolutely what created that for me. A hundred percent. That's so crazy. I'm telling you, uh, we're just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Which so is good mother. because yeah, you can <laughs> you can bring that awareness, right? Sure. Whenever we experience trauma, it goes directly to our emotional brain. Right. Right. Yeah. Our limbic system. Right. So when we encounter a situation like the one we experience, it goes like danger, 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 and the majority of the times you don't know why you're feeling a particular way, mm -hmm. but you know that you don't feel good. Right. So it forces you. It hijacks your rational mind. Mm. And it tells you you need to be safe. It doesn't matter what happens. Right. So this is somebody that's really... Imagine yourself covered with armor. Mm -hmm. Protecting yourself. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's the way it works. So not really telling other people where you stand on an issue, mm -hmm. but not really telling yourself where you stand on an issue. Right. Does, does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, it does. So, emotionally speaking, there's rooms in your house that mm -hmm. you don't visit. That is true, yes. Does that make sense? Like, uh, okay, no, I'm just going to skip this one and let's go to the other one. Yes. It's like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> yes. Make sure the mic is, just slide the mic out a little bit further so that it's oh, okay, got yeah, it. that's fine. Keep going. I just okay. want to make sure okay. we're getting good. This does is, does that make really sense happy. to you? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, there are houses I don't go in. Yeah, there's rooms where I like go, what? yeah. Well, a lot of the stuff about my mom, I don't go in that room very much. Yeah. And sometimes some conflicts with me and you, I don't go in to yeah. very much. It's like just going like this. I'm good. I'm just going to keep <laughs> I'm good. Everything's good. Everything's fine. If I close my eyes, it's going to go away. Not any big conflicts, <laughs> no. but if we ever have small stuff where I go, that actually really did bother me. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to do that. I'm just mm -hmm. going to keep everything stable and happy. Yeah. I don't have any big issues. So whatever, whatever you perceive as the point a, where I really don't know. Oh, it's just a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a conflict in her mind. For me, it's scary. It's really scary. Talking like this, yeah. that's yelling for her. Like he's yeah. yelling at me. He was upset. And you're like, no, that's the way I talk. Does that, that's, that's the way her brain works. Yeah. That's how it reacts. That's how it right. reacts. Like, There's nothing like, wrong with it. That's just Leanne, the way it is. Leanne very quickly, uh, so very, very, Leanne very quickly will write off a human being in a heartbeat if they do something crazy bitch type thing. If there's a if a chick does something that's a little crazy, Leanne will be like, "I'm fucking done with her. I'm done. I don't I don't have crazy chicks in my life. Yeah. I'm fucking done with her." That's okay, true. so I here's the thing. Well, now we're getting into another area. That's different. So that's different. Yeah, than you you keep an emotional distance from people. Yes, because you want to avoid getting hurt. Correct. That's what it is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm done with you. Mental note, don't talk to that person. Yes, That's she's, done. she's done. I'm done. I'll be nice. I'll be friendly. Yeah. But you don't get inside. So yeah. I don't really know what you're thinking. Right. Does that make sense? There's a disconnect between your emotions and your face. So you might hate me. <laughs> Not all the time. Not, <laughs> Not all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> but you, you have that ability to mask your emotions. Yes, I do. I have the ability to be so really nice to someone if, that I if can't If you stop. hate me mm -hmm. and I show up and you need to be nice to me, mm -hmm. you can pull it off. Yes, I can. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, would you hey, say I how do are that? you? No, you would say I couldn't do no, that. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you that. Yeah, that's. But I think that's also from you coming from the south. It's a very southern characteristic. 
Oh, bless his heart, like that kind of person. Uh, partly, but I think it's partly from my childhood. Yeah, you okay. nailed it. You know, you hit the head on nail on the head with the tra- yeah with trauma. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically what it is. So you're gonna try to avoid as many problems, challenges, and confrontations as as you can, basically. Right. Because you need to be safe. Right. Now the problem comes when it starts accumulating over time. Yes. Because this is the way you deal with things. You get a problem. You smile. You get it, you go to the closet, open the door, and you put it there. Mm-hmm. And then you come back, you have another problem, and you do the same thing. Over time, you start to fill it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then when you open it, everything just falls out. Right. And that's when you had enough. Right. And that's when people freak out like, okay, I didn't see that coming. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So, as a rule, whenever you're done with somebody or something, oh, you're done. Oh, yeah, that's right. Except with me, yeah, she she dumped me one time, and that was her thing. When I'm done, I'm done. When I'm done, I'm done. I've always been when I'm done. I've done. I've yeah. never gone back to a boyfriend. I've never reconnected with a friend. Yeah, ever. That's I've your personality. I can't. Yeah. I, I just don't do it. Except for me, I made a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> he made a mixtape. He did. So here's here's probably the reason why. She's really family oriented, please, and really day. protective. And she's all about keeping the family together. Yeah, she's like the glue that unifies the family. All right. Yeah. So she will actually do things that she doesn't want to do, in order to maintain that harmony. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Does, does and by the sense? way, Leanne, just for anyone listening, she dumped me when we were early dating for like a couple months. It wasn't recently. And it wasn't a dump. It was I need a couple days off. Yeah. That's it, what it was. It was. It was I need so a here's the problem. It was a dump. It was a dump. Here's the problem with <laughs> different styles, right? Right. He attacks, you retreat. That's absolutely right. <laughs> He's like, What's wrong? You're like, I'm good. What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Are you talking about so our the car more ride you, Saturday night? The more you push, the more you get into If you ask me if I'm in a bad mood, then Wait, yeah, now I'm in a bad say mood. That, say that again? Yeah, it's like getting into a shell. Like, I don't know what this person wants. I'm just going to retreat into my shell and just go like, okay, okay. Whenever I'm ready, I'll come out. But the first part was the more you push, yeah, the, the more, more. Yeah, the more she's going to move away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you need to give her time. Once again, patience. Right? When I'm ready, I'll talk to you. Right now, I'm not ready. That's so fascinating because when we argue, he one of the things, one of my flaws is that I don't always know what I feel in that exact moment. Sometimes I have to talk about it and figure yeah. and as we're arguing, I'll go, Oh, because this is what I'm it's not safe feeling. to let him know. That's right. What and, if you tell him and he then he uses that, that against problem. you? He doesn't have that problem. So he's like, This is my problem. I don't understand why you can't just tell me what's so problem. here's the thing. But I don't You're even better know it myself. On the instant, she's better on the constant. Does yeah. that make sense? Right. Yeah. So right. you were like a firecracker. Right. right. Yep. She's like TNT. Whenever she gets upset, like you gotta move out and <laughs> keep a distance because <laughs> when she blows up, like you don't wanna be there. Yeah. Because all that's been accumulating over time. You deal with things. Yeah. Like, what was that? Excuse me, what was that? Did you say something? And she's just like, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But it's not fine. So that's that difference in personality. Fascinating. It is fascinating because that I think I think that's accurate. Do you think that's accurate? Yeah. Okay. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing: we judge ourselves by our intentions, but we ju- we judge other people by their actions. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking at the action and you don't really know the intention behind it, 
we're going to make mistakes. And that's what causes a lot of conflict in relationships. I see. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I'm not talking to you because you offended me. Right. Does that make sense? But Instead he doesn't what, get it. Why did he say that? Why? Because uh-huh. if he was you, does that make sense? Yes, He would does. be looking at it differently, differently right. based on his personality. That's right. I understand. Okay. So, yeah. That make, does that make sense to you? Uh, well, I wasn't listening. <laughs> what he's saying is... <laughs> Are we talking about me yet? <laughs> no. Go ahead. What he's saying is you react to the other person's actions without thinking what their intention was so is their intention to be hurtful or is their intention to be yeah. understood or what is their intention i think yeah. that's what he's saying yeah. right was yep. that did i understand no, that, that right that's okay. that's very yeah 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 that makes sense and you got awareness of errors and mistakes he doesn't i say that again so you have an awareness uh-huh. of consequences right he doesn't you mean in his personality mm-hmm Oh, really? You have no awareness of consequence? So he's going to do things, and to him, it's like, what's wrong? He's not going to catch it. His his filter doesn't work with that. It's super low. So he's prone to risky behavior. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's not thinking about it. He's feeling about it. I'm not thinking about anything. (laughs) He's just like, oh, that looks fun. Let's try it. And you might be thinking, you're going to die. Right. It's like, what are you talking about? Oh, that's, that, just, that, <laughs> you just described my entire relationship with Travel Channel. <laughs> yes. Is I'd be like, oh, let's do another fucking season. And you're like, you didn't enjoy the last season. I'm like, no, nah, this one's going to be great. But We're going to Zanzibar. You want to know why? Why? Because your brain lives in the future. Your brain lives in the past. Mine lives in the past. Yes. Not even in the present? Present and past. Why? Mm. Because in order for you to keep safe, uh-huh. you need to check your little booklet like yeah yeah who yeah. are you yeah and then you go like oh okay so back in 2000 yada yada yeah yeah you consult with the past I, yeah i yeah. consult you go like hey you want to do this yeah sure it's gonna be fun and last week you failed at it and you're like hey who cares let's do it again yeah because there's no awareness of the past you're just focusing on the future what's gonna happen next are we gonna talk about me in the future does that make sense <laughs> yeah. you're future oriented yeah so you're gonna be living in the future all the time you live there. That's so funny. That's what makes a dreamer, right? Yeah, you're a visionary. You're yes, a visionary. Exactly. What's going to happen in the future? Oh. Is that going to be cool? What are we doing after this? Does that I, make sense? I used to I used to say that I enjoyed uh, in television. There's a thing called a development deal where they pay you a lot of money to to make a project, a TV show. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the development deal process more than I enjoyed making the TV show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the idea of going to a room and talking about the show and imagining, and imagining yeah. it yeah, more and than making it. it. I right. hated making it. Yeah, because you're highly experiential. What does that mean? You have to go through the experience. Yeah. Does that make sense? No. No. You so, like to experience things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like you have, to, you have to live it. You have to go through it. You need to experience what's going to happen. So you're more about the experience than the process. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't care about the details. Right. I don't care how it's going to get done. Let's just do it. Let's just make it up. So it's jumping off the cliff and building your wings on the way down. That is my entire way out. Did you hear what he just said? It's like jumping off the cliff and building your wings on the way down. Yeah. No, I heard it. Hopefully I'll make it. how you work. That is exactly (laughs) how he works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's so fascinating. You can get that from these questions. Because the questions are like, they're interesting questions. I get get it. But... Mm -hmm. How much you draw out of that? Yeah, it's about the integration test. of everything. So right. I'm not just looking at one thing. No, I'm yeah. looking at 
everything. All of them. So that's together, the way yeah. it works in my mind. I get all these things, I put them together, and I create like a picture, right, of your personality. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely like that. So wait, so what? Are, just out of curiosity, what do the graphs say? Like when we're looking at Leanne's graphs, what are the colors? What does that mean? The so the they once again they give me. The four primary emotions. Jesus. And you're prone to mistakes also. Fuck. <laughs> I just hit my toes so hard. Who's prone to mistakes? He is? Yeah. <laughs> so the red, what's the red mean? So that's anger. Let me see. Anger. Bump my that up. Sorry. Yeah. So anger is about, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about anger. Yeah. Anger is about decisiveness. Okay. Are you going to the meeting? No. Oh, yeah. Done. When you're indecisive, are you going to the meeting? Um, I don't know. Are you going? Who's going to be there? Oh, now I want to look at my graph. Hold on. Wait, hold which on. Is you. <laughs> yeah, which is totally me. That's so you. let me read this correctly. The concealed self is who I wake up as, yeah. right? And then the intended So basically, is, just to clarify, we are born with a temperament. Yeah. Okay? Based on what happens to us, mm-hmm. we adapt that temperament into character. Got it. Which is the first graph. The okay. first graph, intended yeah. style? Graph one? Uh, this one right here. Okay, that's this one. Yeah. Graph, okay. And then the phase we give to the world mm-hmm. would be the intended style. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it, it is intentional. Does that make sense? Yes. It's so, interesting to me that I have less anger in my actual self than in my intended self. Isn't that? Yeah. See, so you become a little bit more decisive when you're dealing with people. So what we're looking at for those. Does, does that make not, sense? Oh, yes. What okay. we're looking at is uh, four different colors and a graph that goes up to 100. Yeah. The red, yellow, green, blue. Yeah. And then one, there's two of them. One's a concealed style and one's in the intended style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Concealed style meaning it is concealed from yourself and others. Does that make sense? No. It's like your sub. Like, like your- when I look at your graph, concealed. Nobody would know that you are actually an introverted person. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it is concealed from others. Who? My and anger is really up there on my concealed self. Yeah. Is it? Let me see. I'm at 50. No, but if you look at this chart, you're in the central area. Yeah. yeah. So, in order for an emotion to be in play or to be actually seen mm-hmm. behaviorally, it has to go above 50. Mm. Once you cross 50, then we say that emotion is in play. Okay, so then let's talk about our in-play emotions. What's Leanne's, what's Leanne's green, which is through the fucking roof, and I'm <laughs> taking a bath at 40. <laughs> okay, so once again, that's uh, steadiness or patience. Oh, yeah, I can see why. So imagine, I'll give you another visual, right? So anger, hands. Give me something to do. Yeah. Okay, so decisive people need problems and challenges okay mm-hmm. so when they don't have problems or challenges they create problems and challenges for themselves so they can fight them oh wait and that's Leanne no no that's Rian. that's the opposite of you that is the opposite of <laughs> yeah. Leanne I'm talking about a high anger emotion okay 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 that's just to the red, contrast things right? right yeah that's the red okay so when you go low you're trying to avoid problems and challenges so, instead of going through problems, you go around problems. Right. Because it's safer. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Highly dominant people don't care about safe. Mm-hmm. They just care about getting it done. They're after results. 
I need it right now. Mm. Well, it's not when are you going to have it ready? Think about Donald Trump. Yeah. That's anger right there. Doesn't make sense. It is what it is. Mm. So he's not a thinker. He's a doer. Right. And what is he doing? Creating problems and challenges. So he can Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're not aware of that, it becomes a problem. Right. Because now everybody is fighting you. Everybody's against you. So you're fighting everybody, which he is. Right. That makes sense. That's crazy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, when we go to optimism. Which is yellow? Which is Mr. Bird right here is like through the roof. Optimism. Oh, my yellow. It's about people and connecting with people. That's the truth. So it's about limbic looping. It's about being the start of the show, center stage on the spot. That's what he likes. Mm -hmm. So funny you said uh, I get invites to do stand-up shows all the time, and all the time I always text who's on the show. I think most comics would want weaker comics on the show, but I always want the best comics because they're my friends. And I make my decisions based on what which of my friends is going to be there because I love the hangout yeah. in the green room. Yeah. So you're all about people. Oh, I'm definitely all about people. Now your opposite thinks the opposite way. They don't really care who's going to be there because they're logical. So they make decisions based on information and facts. That's it. Right. I don't really care who's going to be there. And who's... I'm going to be there. Is blue logic? <laughs> yeah, I wish I was that guy. <laughs> You wish you were that yeah. guy. Yeah, I wish I was. I wish I didn't. Like, I wish that I. Uh, yeah, I have FOMO. I have hardcore FOMO. And uh, so I think that that's one of the things that I always want. Yeah. Like, like. So basically, you're going to. The majority of your decisions are going to be based on emotion. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You don't really. You're not a thinker. You're a, a feeler. <laughs> I am not a thinker. It doesn't. It's not related to. IQ intelligence yeah. or intelligence no. it means well, you it's fun. Decisions. let's let's yeah. do it yeah so you're reactive that's why yeah so your brain is like a beehive there's so many things happening so you're doing one thing and then you find yourself doing another thing and then you go like what was i doing so you're like all over the place because you thrive in chaos mm-hmm. yeah I do you're think. better like once again on the instant showing up and boom let's just do it yeah let's see what happens yeah I like that. I like the Cinderella story. <laughs> Why? Because it. it works for your brain. So if you had to sit down and actually plan everything step oh, by step. Fuck. Yeah, it's like jamming pencils into your eyes. Oh, and when I write a script, <laughs> I just start writing it. Everyone else likes to have an outline. I go, no, no, no. I just want to write it. I want to get lost in the vision of it and just start writing it. Yeah. I can't just sit there and go, No. this next you, scene will be about. Yeah, because you're basically living out of your limbic system which is you know instinctive uh intuitive and reactive so you're one of the persons that might go like i have a bad feeling about this yeah and then you're right and you're like holy crap and they're like how how did you know that you're like i don't know it didn't feel right or i don't know about that person what's wrong with them i don't know it just gives me a bad feeling bad vibe and then something happens and you're like i knew it but you cannot explain it. Why? Because it's an emotion. Yeah, I get like that a lot. Like I can go, yeah. oh, this is a really, this is not going to be what I think it's going to be. Yeah. That's called intuition. I've got great intuition. Yes, you yeah. do. That's you why I fought to get you back into my life. Because <laughs> you knew I had yeah. this big green. I needed so you're gonna green. Be more, you're going to be more. up for my green <laughs> deficit. You will be more reactive. So it's you're operating out of that fight 
flight or freeze. Yeah. That is so true. So if there's a garden hose, you know, tangled on the grass, you might go like, oh, snake. Yes, <laughs> that is absolutely true. But I have a question about my graph. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 let's wrap up Leanne into a nice tight bow. Okay. And then we'll, and then get, move on to and then we'll get into me and I want to find out what trauma happened to me. So my, what I find interesting about my graph is my natural self is mm-hmm. this so high green, right? Yeah. But I'm still over 50 in the yellow and the blue, just yeah. barely. Just a little bit. But then yeah. when you move over to that one, my yellow is much higher than my green. Because you, uh, when you're dealing with people, you become more open. Oh, it's like letting your guard down a little bit. I see. But you don't go all the way down. Right. You go like this. So if you were playing cards, right? Uh-huh. You got your cards. And you're like, okay, I'm going to show you some cards. Right. But not all of them. Right, right. It's does that like, make sense? Yes, it does. Because, I mean, it, if the green is 98 in my natural self, mm-hmm. it's only 66 in my walking around self. Yeah. Which means I'm much more open. Yeah. It's you coming out of the shell. It's going like, hmm, okay, everything's good. Okay. So but as soon as something happens, you go. I see. In. So when there's conflict, I go into that graph. Yeah. When there's no conflict, yeah. I'm in Whenever this more balanced. Whenever we're experiencing uh, conflicting emotions, when there's pressure, when there's uh, stress, we go back to the original. I see. Okay. So this is my like walking around self. Yeah. That's pretty balanced, right? Yeah. It's pretty balanced. I mean, they're not that much difference like it is in the other chart where I have this mm-hmm. drastic Spike. Okay, that, so, I understand yeah, that. That's that's the way you behave. Got okay. It. Now, when you get into what you value in the world, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be on page uh, forty-two. Forty-two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, when I look at your uh, graph, I can tell that you are a really creative person. Did you laugh at that? Or are you yeah, reading no, something else? No, no yeah, it's uh, something on mine. It says I have a big dick. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so that see that V right here? Uh-huh. That's creativity. Like a designer, somebody that likes to do crafty things. Oh, okay. You know, things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, you value freedom a lot. Mm-hmm. Like freedom, independence, uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Thinking outside of the box. Being different. You value that a lot. Uh Vivid imagination as well. Uh, here's something interesting. Uh, you're all about putting other people first. Yes. <laughs> so that's that yellow one. That's people. And yourself would be the economic. Myself would be what? Uh, that yellow one, altruism. Mm-hmm. So you're asking yourself, what are people getting out of this? You're not really asking, what am I getting out of this? Right. So over time, you end up with the short end of the stick. I see. And then you end up resenting that person, That's but me. you don't say anything <laughs> because you believe you're going to be a bad person. That's me. That is exactly what I do is yep. I go, well, I can't put myself first because then I'm not a good mother, yeah. not a good wife, not you, a good teammate. You believe in That's your true. brain that you're being selfish. I do. That is absolutely right. That's from that green trauma. Yeah. That's what created that mm-hmm. issue. Is yeah. that I? You're absolutely right about that. Anytime I put myself first, I feel very selfish. Yeah. So we have to fix that because one day she's gonna go into that closet where everything's shoved in <laughs> and it's gonna Get fucking explode all over me because <laughs> you didn't. We. I let you do the road when you were a feature. I worked uh, at that crappy job. I did this. What? 
the, all the stuff and then well i should have been writing i should have done that podcast da, 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 da. all so, the creative things that you wanted to do yeah. here's the don't. thing you will imagine more than you actually do and sometimes you will settle for the actual thought of doing it mm-hmm. without doing it that's so funny you say that. Like, it'll be so great in the future and it's good. Yada, yada, yada. So you start going into fantasy land. Right. I've been doing that will, this week. It will happen With at what? some point. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've been doing that this week. I just thought of the title of a book and I keep writing this title of the book and what the book's about in my head. So it's like you're but not sitting pacifying so your brain. <laughs> you're going like, okay, it's okay. It, it, it will happen. Yeah. It will happen. The total opposite of what you did, I do, I had, was a girl and I were talking about writing a movie together, and uh, I didn't think of the idea of the movie or anything. I just thought of the poster, and I've been <laughs> I've been so excited about it. The name of the movie is called The Fat Friend, and it's just me and him pointing at each other. <laughs> I don't even know what the movie would be, but I just like the idea of the poster, The Fat Friend, and we're both looking like our thumbs pointing at him and his thumbs pointing at me. But I don't I don't know what the movie's about. <laughs> That's really funny because, uh, you know, that stroking my brain thing, yeah. that's really helpful to know because yeah. then I get in this really bad cycle of going, you have all these great ideas, but you never yeah. do anything. But so here's the thing with passive styles. Mm-hmm. Once you go later into life, right? Right. You look back and you're like, man. Yeah. I wish the, I'd done all that. The things that I missed and I never, I don't even know why I didn't do it. Right. Yeah. But it's going to take, once again, because of that patience, mm-hmm. it will take that long for you to actually look back right, and start regretting things. Right. But you will regret things if you don't do you them will. now. Yeah, okay. You will. You will regret them. And you'll probably blame me. Things. She'll resent me. But here's a, here's a problem. Whenever you're regretting things, mm-hmm. you will have a tendency of being really hard on yourself. Yes, that's what yeah. I do. Is it's my fault? I d- it's it's always now. My fault. That is a problem. Yes, that is because exactly what I do. Because I'll say you're bringing yourself down. Uh huh. That's exactly and unconsciously what I do, yeah. justifying. Like, well, if I'm a bad person, then I didn't deserve that, so it didn't happen. Exactly what I do. I is exactly what I do, and that's a problem. And that's the problem. So yeah. then, it's good to know that that stroking thing is something that allows me not to be uncomfortable enough. Yeah. To Take an action. And why? Because you go to the past, remember? Right, Like yes. all those opportunities. You right. You need to stop that and go like, okay. Right. There's nothing I can do. Right. But from now on. Right. It's going to be different. Right, and right. And I need to give myself a break. Right. Because that's the only way. If you keep holding yourself down mm-hmm. and being hard on yourself, you're going to get stuck. You're not moving. That's exactly right. That's exactly the cycle I do. It's like yeah. a cycle. I talk about this all the time. Yeah. About and this it cycle. goes back to that safety concern. Right. So we have survival patterns. It's so funny, you know, when you uh, have a trauma in your life, you think that it doesn't, when at the age I'm 47, I've been mm-hmm. in therapy a long time, and I think it's worked hey, edit out. out. Edit out her age. Keep going. Shut up. <laughs> but I keep thinking, well, I've, I've managed through it. I'm really this balanced chart, right, mm-hmm. that is that balanced person. But it's amazing when you start digging deeper and you take yeah. a simple it's not simple, but sort of simple behavior. These simple questions. It was yeah. nothing complicated to answer in your test. It was really easy. Uh, how that is revealed and how yeah. permanent some of that is. Yeah. And 
as hard as you work to overcome or surpass is always their work. behavioral patterns. Right. Right. It's like going into the jungle. Right. It's like, okay, there's a path mm-hmm. or I have to make my own path. That's right. Now the brain wants to save energy. Uh-huh. So it goes like, well, that might take a little longer, but you know, it's there. Right. So you take it. Right. Unless you go like, yeah, but I'm losing like two weeks if I go that way. Mm-hmm. So let's take this one. Let's so our brain automatically will go into that survival, preserving energy type of scenario. Right. So unless you have that awareness, it's going to work against you. So what? So if Liam was running a company, what would we tell that person? Like what would after of what we learned from Leanne, mm-hmm. what what can we tell her to make sure that she doesn't run this company into the ground? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so patient. I would never run the company into the ground. I'd run myself into the ground. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's about so all of this can change. That's a good news. Right. Okay. So all of this can change. Mm-hmm. It it takes time. Mm-hmm. So we need to be realistic about everything. It will take time, but it's possible. Right. So it's about rewiring your brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things that we do is basically whenever you do something, and it doesn't really matter what it is, getting coffee, going shopping, whatever, you need to get your brain's attention. <laughs> Two things she doesn't do. <laughs> I she just would, make coffee. No, but you make coffee. You would never go to get coffee. I love getting coffee and I love shopping. And she hates shopping. And she hates <laughs> getting coffee. She makes coffee. His and point then, is something that anybody would do any day. Yeah, right? yeah whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever it is, doesn't right. matter. So you need to get your brain's attention, mm-hmm. right? It's like pinching yourself and going, you did a good job. Oh. Because right now, what's happening with your brain is you're celebrating your defeats more than you're celebrating your victories. Interesting. Why? Because you built that network that automatically goes, this is what I did wrong. So if you do a hundred things and 99 of those were positive, Mm -hmm. your brain is going to go directly to the one that's negative. Yes, it does. To the mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what you've learned. You've thought your brain to behave that way right. to look for the negative within yourself right and beat myself up for that mistake yeah so you need to right. reverse that and the only way to do it is by saying it out loud oh okay yeah not really thinking about it right because that doesn't do anything right so you need to say it leanne you did a good job okay. it's a win because the brain doesn't know the difference between winning the lottery or just winning something. <laughs> I'm going to be hearing so, this every morning. No, that just you saying that yeah. goes, what asshole walks around every day and says, good job, Leanne. You just did the laundry. Fucking awesome job, yeah. Leanne. You just, so it's about creating you know? that expectation. Right. Because, so imagine doing that for like a month. Every single day. <laughs> right. I, I, did, I did that yesterday on Instagram stories. I was like, I killed it. Look at my closet. I'm a machine. I fucking destroyed it. I celebrate myself non-fucking-stop. Yeah, you don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem celebrating myself. Oh, no. Not your problem, no. That's not your problem. So okay. what you want to create is basically that expectation. Yes. So your brain's going to go, wait a minute. Whenever something comes along, uh-huh. and uh, Leanne, do you think you can do this? You might be like, well, I've been winning for a month. Yeah, I can do it. All right, right. Oh, but if you don't do that, you're gonna be like, I don't think so. I know somebody that's great at it, but not me. Oh, I do that all the time. I know somebody who can do that. Yeah, because you're devaluing yourself. Uh huh. That's about putting other people first. Right. Does that make sense? So that yes. leads to missing opportunities, like 
all kinds of negative right. stuff. It's like you with hand jobs. Like you think you can't give them. <laughs> and you go, I'm just bad at them. And I'm you, pretty you confident need, I can't. I'm pretty sure about that. You, I'm not sure just, I need to reward myself for that. You need to, I'm good. You need to practice. <laughs> I'm good. You need to get good at them so you feel confident. Uh, so, and I'll yeah. say it while oh you do God. it. Good job, Leanne. Good job, Leanne. Good job, Leanne. Awesome. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> so does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Yeah. Thank and you. you need to know that. So right now you're waiting to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Right now you're waiting to be something mm-hmm. because you don't really know your purpose in life right now. Oh, mm-hmm. you fucking hit that out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. You are completely lost. Oh, completely and you don't know, lost. You don't I know don't what know you bring. You're completely, completely lost. Because no. so, once these kids get out of this house, <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do with your life? Well, I, well. Here's, here's what it means. Uh-huh. You are completely okay. lost. I don't know about completely. Com- completely is a little overwhelming. He said it. He read your assessment. You are completely lost. But completely is a little overwhelming. But it doesn't mean that you are. You believe you are. Oh, I believe it, as believe far as are. like, what is my purpose? Yeah. Oh, I totally believe yeah. that. But I don't think you I'm said that completely. To me. You've said that to me maybe a thousand times. Yeah. As to my purpose. Yeah. She said, I, I mean, legit that. said those words. Yeah. What legit. <laughs> when we finished our renovation, she says, well, when this is done, I'll have no purpose in life. You said that <laughs> I verbatim. Did. I did. I did. And you said, yeah. you said, uh, maybe we'll put in a pool. And then once the pool got done, I still have no purpose. <laughs> no purpose. Yes. Yeah. I do say that. You said those exact words, but he just said, <laughs> I have no purpose in life. I do say that my purpose i say this all the time my purpose is to facilitate other people's happiness that is my purpose and i don't really like that the problem with that is that you're depending on circumstances outside of yourself right to basically fill that void Uh uh-huh you need to bring that from the inside out right yeah intrinsic value yeah because you that's where the problem lies intrinsically okay does that make sense yes so you are, and this is based on the numbers, mm-hmm. okay? And I know you're going to just listen to it, and intellectually, you're going to be like, okay, yeah. But you're going to be like, no, I'm not. You're 10 times the person you believe you are. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. Oh, wait, are we, we supposed <laughs> to say that? <laughs> does, does that make sense? I think there's a little part of me that knows that. Yeah. I think there's a little piece that... I think it's that one of those little... Knows that. But one of those little rooms that you don't go into. It is exactly right. That is one of the... Oh, I'm going to cry. That's right. But you have to believe it and you have to accept it. Because once you accept that, your purpose will come as a result of that. Because That's right so now you're, funny you're because working against yourself. What I say to myself, these are the two things that happen in my brain. Sorry. It's okay. But, is that I go, I've lived this amazing life. I, I grew up in a town of 1,800 people, tiny town. And I live here with this person who's so visionary <laughs> and creative and out there, right? So that part in that room goes, I have to be pretty special. But then that brain goes, don't do that because that's, then you'll get hurt. People see who you really are and they'll say, who do you think you are for thinking you're It's a lie. It's a lie. Special. And who do you think you are that you. It's a lie. Can have that. You can't have that. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. Just stay small and quiet. Yeah. So that, and just be grateful for what you have. It wants to keep you safe. That's but exactly right. Because we don't grow as a by child. <laughs> staying I had down. to stay small. Yeah. I had to stay 
unseen, hmm. unhurt to stay safe. Or it was very not safe. Yeah. So then to look at that part that goes, wow, I really lived through a lot. Why am I just okay with this mm-hmm. little bit for me? Yeah. I shouldn't be. But it's oh, no. really scary to go, no, I actually kind of want to be this big thing. Yeah. You know. It's a process. It's really hard. It's like anything. It's a process. And you think you're, what, are you laughing? I'm not laughing. I'm listening. <laughs> And you think, like I said, you think you work so hard in therapy and you work so hard on yourself and you get to this place where you go, oh, I'm doing so great. You know, here's the thing with therapy, and this is what I really love about what I do. Uh-huh. You can actually look at the problem visually. Oh, I I don't, you don't need to talk to me. You don't need to tell me about who you are. Right. I will know who you are by right. looking at this. Right. And I'm like, there's a problem. Right. There's the problem. There is a problem. There's what we need to fix. Right. So there's a lot of things that we can fix about ourselves. Nobody's perfect. Sure. But there's small things and then there's big things. Right. I go to the big thing because once that goes away, all the other stuff will fall into place. Balances out. Yeah. Okay. So then if I were a college student and you just read that, what would you say to them about what they should be looking at? As far as what? Uh, I will take you to take your time uh-huh. and I will tell you, tell you to try different things. Uh-huh. So that's one of the problems with people nowadays. You have to go to college and you have to do this because mm-hmm. I was a lawyer. You need to be a lawyer. Right. I was a doctor. No. You need to be a doctor. It's like, no, no, you have to look at their brain type right. and what's best for them. Right. It's like my brother-in-law, he went to college for like five years and right now he's baking bread. and he's happy right yeah Yeah. it's like that's what matters is what makes you happy our brains develop completely until we're about 25 26 years old so if you're making a decision when you're 18 19 yeah not a good idea i decided to be a comic when i was 25 years old oh and it stuck there you go i sometimes (laughs) wish i had maybe gone uh like tried other things <laughs> I you, just tried this. You tried a and it shirt worked. folder. <laughs> I was a sweater folder. Uh, yeah, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Uh, and that's it. You made coffee in a law firm. I made coffee in a law firm. <laughs> yeah. Who did I tell that story to the other day? I don't remember, but I remember hearing you. So tell here's it. the thing with your profile: you will accomplish more things by "quote unquote" mistake than most people are trying to actually do on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we done with Leanne? Can we celebrate mine? If that makes sense. Oh, we can be done with me. No, 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 no. I think I've had enough. (laughs) I think think that's a great way to end yours. But keep adding what, like, when we start mine, let's find out why. Because I've always wondered why Leanne uh, chose me as a husband. Because I was like, I was like, I was like something. I remember, I think one of my friends said something must have happened to her as a kid where she decided to stay with you. And I was like, yeah, definitely, because like, <laughs> no normal person would. Be this. Like, I was like, I was like, I, oh, I'm God. not, I'm not conventional. I'm not yeah. safe. Like on paper, I look like someone who would be a philanderer. Uh, you, uh, here's the thing, you have a criminal mind. <laughs> yeah. You have a criminal mind. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You do. It, this is not to say that you're gonna actually do something bad. Yeah. But there's that tendency. Yeah. How funny. Now, what made you see that in his stuff? <laughs> yeah, let's start looking at my graphs. <laughs> let's get into it. This is going to be good. So, Well, I'll tell you why I'm with you, I think, for based especially okay. on my profile, is that I am really creative. 
before we got married, I was a writer. Yeah. And I think I lived vicariously through your let's jump off the cliff and build the wings on our way down. As a rule, you will look to more, uh, quote unquote, uh, active styles. Right. And because I'm passive. you're just going to be, yeah, going along the, the ride. Right. But he's going to be the one taking the first step. He's the initiator. So that's why. Yeah. That and sense? you got similar uh, values as well. Oh. Really? Yeah. You're creative as well. Who, Leanne or me? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, very creative. Say that V again. What's that? What, where, where are you looking v. at? That's, uh, oh, that's page, a, 40, that's, that's, page 42. Okay. So if you look at that. Page 42. So the more pronounced this is, yeah. the more creative you are. Oh, okay. I got a good so V too. So this right here. You got a better V than me. <laughs> this right here is thinking outside the box. Which one? Being unique, oh. right? Yeah. Uh, having freedom, autonomy, and independence. So something that's really, really important for you is freedom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you, you're looking for freedom right here, right here, really open-minded. And then on your behavior, you want freedom as well. Yeah. So if somebody tells you, okay, I'm going to need you to do this and this and the other, <laughs> and I want you to be exactly like this, you might go like... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Man, when we first got married. And then you'll do whatever you want. When I first got married, oh. I said, hey, baby, can you take out the garbage? You went, you are changing who I am. I don't do that. Yeah. Don't change who I am. <laughs> Asking me to take out the garbage. Yeah. I was like. Freedom is a must for garbage. you. Like, you don't have freedom, might as well die. I remember uh, I have a really hard time taking uh, directions from people. Like, when they tell me what to do, mm-hmm. I go, I... I think it's, I always wrote it was like some sort of personality flaw of mine where nah. I go, I don't, I don't respect you. I don't think I, know that you, you get know. a problem with authority. I have a real problem. I have a real problem being told what to do. Yeah. Like I have a genuine, genuine problem with being told what to do. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Like I remember one time that my buddy Croy called me up and he was like, Hey, I got this job. <laughs> I got this job. I did I'd been on. TV. This is gonna sound crass to anyone listening, but I don't. I don't care. But I had been on TV for like two years straight, mm-hmm. and I was in between jobs. I had money, but Croy called me up and he goes, "Hey, I got this job. We're playing video games uh, tomorrow, and it pays like a thousand dollars." And I was like, wow. oh, "Yeah." I was like, "Whoa, nice." And he's like, uh, "Are you in?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, I could play video games for the day for a thousand dollars." And the guy called me up. And he said, Corey goes, I'll let the guy call you. So the guy calls me up and he goes, hey, uh, says Bert. I didn't really like the way he said that. Yeah. I didn't like the way he, said, he answered the, he, he like called really me. really authoritative. Yeah. Right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, hey, so uh, listen, I'm going to need you on set at 6 a.m. I was like, are we playing for, at 6 a.m.? He goes, no, you start playing at noon, but I need you here at 6 a.m. And I was like, I was like, uh, uh, why? And he was like, what do you mean why? I for a thousand dollars so get here at 6 a.m and i was like but if you don't need me till noon i don't understand why i need to get there at six yeah. like what am i gonna do he goes we're well, gonna fill out paperwork and i need to i want to make sure you're here and i was like what's the latest time i can come there and he goes the 6 a.m it's a job what are you talking about what's the latest <laughs> yeah. and, I, and then i had this epiphany and i went oh i don't you don't matter to me mm-hmm. you don't count my life you don't get to tell me what to do mm-hmm. i have money i don't need a thousand dollars yeah and I was like, yeah, I'm going to choose not to do this. And he was like, excuse me? Yeah. I said, I'm going to choose not to do this. And he goes, hold on. 
What do you mean choose not to? It's a thousand dollars to play video games. I went, yeah, I don't like your tone with me. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how to do it. By the way, th- if you spoke, what's wrong to anyone? I want to see if Stacy's. Th- this is such a fucking core, va- like to the point where it's problematic. Yeah, because I we would do call times. For I'm gonna see if Stace is on the if I can get hold of Stace. She just had a baby. <laughs> she had another baby. Yeah, she had another baby. Oh, she had a girl. That's great. Maybe she don't want me sharing that. Um, she would <laughs> to this, wait. Stacy's oh, wow. one of my one of my favorite human beings. Uh-huh. One of my closest friends for a few years. And I spent every day with her, and she would set call times in the morning. Call time is when the whole crew has to get get together, and. She is not answering my phone calls lately. I guess she does have a baby. Probably. Yeah. So that's... And she would set call times. She'd be like, okay, call time 6 a.m. Wheels up 6 a.m. And I go, hold on, for everybody? And she goes, yeah, for everybody. I go, wait, what's the latest I can go? I would. It was such a problem that our yeah. old boss, Patrick, one time said call times at 6 a.m. And I said, why? And he goes, wheels up 6 a.m. You can't ask. Don't ask why. And I said, yeah, but w- what time am I going to start working? Because I understand the whole crew's got to get there and build their gear. But what time do I, you need me on set? Because yeah. when you need me on set is different than when you need them on set. Yeah. And he was like, no, wheels up at 6 a.m. I want you outside at 6. This is right. This is literally the second episode we shot of Trip Flip. And he was late. Mm-hmm. And I was there. there and I had such... It was almost like a fire burning inside of me that I got it to the point where he lost his fucking mind with me and flipped out on me because I couldn't stop needling him that he yeah. was late. I, and I said, I said, I must have misunderstood you. Did you say heels up? Was I supposed to get on my tippy toes or did you say wheels up? And he goes, Bert, not, now's not the time. And I go, but I'm confused. When you said wheels up, you meant you were going to be awake too, right? And he was like, Bert, now's not the time. And I was like, I was awake and I was out there and I didn't get any explanation. I just went curious and he lost his fucking mind. I have such a problem with authority. You have no idea. Yeah. I I know how. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. So whenever you look at authority, whenever you look at rules, whenever you make regulations or you look at regulations, you will make a determination like is this rule worth of me following? Does that does that make sense? Like you will question it percent. with your own perception and be like, you know what, that's stupid. I'm not going to follow that. So interesting because when I took the assessment, one of the questions were, uh, like you had to like things and then put them in order of which you liked yeah. them. And one was, um, I don't like people who break rules, but I don't think that all the rules apply to me. Yeah. And I didn't know how to put that in yeah. the list because I was like, yeah. like I don't like I don't like people that cut lines. Yeah, but I so, also I also Chris Porter called me out on this. I also don't feel like lines apply to me sometimes. Yeah. So like I like if I'm in line, I don't like that you're cutting the line. Yeah. But I know that I fly a lot on American and that I can board before the other line. So I will jump in front of that. Yeah. Like, but I, but that's part of the rules. The rules in place say that that. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm fucking spinning out about fucking. Yeah, I, th- you felt pretty strongly about that. Yeah. So you will make a determination. Right uh, once again, based on so another way to to put it, you do things by the book, but it's your book. Yeah. So if you feel sense. like it, you can just erase it and change the rule, and now it applies. Now it doesn't. Yeah. That's what it is. 
That works perfectly for me. <laughs> for you, but how does it work for other people that are in your life? Uh, Business associates. It really depends. Wives. If that is a problem <laughs> Just to them, if that's a problem to them, then, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we play by a rule book that you, I haven't been privy to. <laughs> so I'm wait, like, there's wait, a rule what? here? What was the rule book? I didn't know that that was a rule. What was, like what? Yeah. Well, like, for instance, okay, here's a perfect example. We had an argument, and he said, you know, sometimes it would be nice if you see that when I'm vulnerable, you just walk over and give me a hug. You just don't ever do that. So last night, he was in a vulnerable place, and I walked over and gave him a hug, and he went, no, 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 I don't want that right now. I don't want that hug. And I went, but wait, wait, we just had an argument, like, last week, yeah. where you told me you needed a hug in those times. Yeah. Now I'm giving you the hug. Wait a minute. Now but I don't know when I'm supposed you gotta to remember, do it and when I'm not that's, supposed to do it. He's a feeler. Yes. So I feel like you're giving me a hug, but a couple days later, I don't feel like it. But I. That, but how does the person that lives with him know it's like, when is, hey, you know when what, is Leanne? one and when is the other? Put it in your closet, okay? Yeah. Put it in your closet and we'll deal with it. When, when all the shit explodes when you hit 50, we'll deal with it then. Hopefully you're writing a goddamn book. <laughs> That's the hard part. It's like going on a roller coaster. You never know. I never know. It's like, okay. And then the rules wee. change all yeah. the time. It's He's challenging. He's on time for everything job related, but I can't yeah. get him out the door if we're going for like walking yeah. the dogs or taking the kids to school yeah. or if it doesn't apply to making money, then it's, yeah, it's that's a different his, yeah. 15 oh. minutes late. And I'm like, Wherever that's, I just that's, was. that's interesting that you mentioned that about money. So if you look at that blue line, economic, right? Yeah. So... The higher you go, the more you start asking yourself, what am I getting out of this? Right? Uh, but in your case, you value freedom more than you value money, which is interesting. Yeah. So if you look at those little boxes, see those little gray boxes? Yeah. So seven out of 10 people are inside that little box. In the, oh, in the boxes that I have? Yeah. So if you look at your individualistic yeah. line, so it's about being unique, right? Uh-huh. About having that freedom. You're probably one out of a thousand people. Really? You're so high. That's the highest I've seen. In freedom? Yeah. Wow. So Very. there's a difference between I want to be free and I need to be free. You need to be free. I definitely wow, need to be free. you're 96. Yeah. I love... I, and by the way, okay, now, how does that... Because I have a problem with this, too. Because okay. I need to be free so much. I've been turning down projects that have been coming my way... Just because I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't think I can take rules from, I don't think I can, yeah. like, I, I, I just have been, I don't, I go, I'm really happy doing stand up and doing my podcast yeah. and then creating whatever I create and putting it out there. And I, I don't believe that I, I believe that in this business, there are a, the majority, the vast majority of people have never made anything and don't know what they're talking about and don't have any vision or, or any creativity whatsoever. Yeah. I think more of them need to put shit in their closet and shut their fucking mouths. And so I just am like, nah. And But I think that's to my detriment because I think that there could be... I, I feel like if I could just go... If I could come back from that a little bit, it might be better for me. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I'm almost like too much need to be free. Well, it's a catch twenty two, I guess. So, once again, intellectually, it makes sense. Yeah. Right. But if you were to actually do that, now you're experiencing that tension. Yeah, I don't. Want and you got to deal with that. I don't want and that. And that 
in my opinion, can be more problematic God. over the long run. I fell because off a waterfall. It, it will be unsustainable over time. Does that make sense? Yeah. To, to, to back yourself yeah. off would be unsustainable. It's like crossing your leg, right? You can do it for five minutes, but if you stay there for a week, <laughs> yeah. your legs, yeah, yeah. That's not going to be good for you. You end up with a baby leg. You're going to be hurting. <laughs> so you like to be independent, self willed, and stubborn. It's like my way or the highway, oh, pulling man. all the stops. I hope anyone that I worked with on Travel Channel for the past seven years is listening to this right now going, yeah, f- no shit. Why didn't you give me yeah. this assessment before we hired him? And you're really open-minded. I'm very open-minded. Really open-minded to each his own. If it doesn't affect me, go for it. I don't care. Yeah. Marching to the beat of my own drum all day long. Wow. I kind of want to do these with Isla and Georgia. I know, right? Yeah. Um, wait, so wait. Okay, keep going about me. What other, okay. Whatever the good things are about me. So, <laughs> Just the good things? Yeah, leave out the bad ones. <laughs> so, once again, you like to be on the spotlight, right? Uh, yeah. It's like, it's a must for you. So, when we get into axiology, that's, that's the, now we're getting into the really interesting stuff, right? You look at the world outside of yourself and you look at a lot of negativity. So if I were to tell you right now, you are, for lack of a better word, a little discouraged or to some extent a little depressed. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. You have a mild depression. Now, when people look at you and the outside, they will never know that. Never. Never. But when I look at it, I can tell. Yeah. So you're exp- you're dealing with something emotionally strong right now. Right now, I definitely am. Yeah. Like right now, I'm very frustrated. Yeah. I'm, I'm very is. frustrated with with everything going on mm-hmm. with the politics and the witch hunts online and yeah and like so you will perceive yourself as I'm not really part of this world. Uh, wow, that's so fucking interesting because yeah. I don't tweet about it because. I don't tweet about those things because yeah. I go, you know what? I'm above that or I'm different than that. I'm in a different... I'm going to tell you why that is. Okay. <laughs> so, high influencing styles, that optimism, right? Yeah. They got three fears. Uh-uh. And sometimes they're conscious, sometimes they're unconscious. But you will make sure that you everything that you possibly can to avoid those three things. Okay, what are okay. they? So, number one, not being liked. <laughs> <laughs> you have no ding, ding, ding. fucking idea. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tom Green blocked <laughs> me on Twitter on accident one time. Yeah, you um, were. Yeah, I, yeah. Unraveled. I can, and yeah, I unraveled. unraveled, going like, "What did I do? What did I do? What did I? I know I did." So something. whenever something like that happens, your reaction is going to be to approach that person and be like, "What happened?" And I can't control it. Yeah, like it's, it's 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 a reaction. Yeah, and an I instinct. and then and then like I spiraled for like two hours. Yeah, and I like when I, I mean I said things online like, "Hey, someone reach out to Tom Green, find out what I did and whatever." And then Tom Green just texted yeah, me and like, oh, was like, "My bad, I, I don't know how that happened." You're like, "Ah!" <laughs> and then I was like, "Wow, I could have done yeah. none of that." <laughs> yeah. Spiraling, it was yeah. a real yeah. spiral. It was a pacing, and that's part of that personality trait. Uh, yeah. The optimism. The optimism. Mm-hmm. So not being liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh oh. Fear of being misjudged or misrepresented. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding again. Yeah. 
Oh my God! Misjudged or misrepresented? Boy, that's I uh, can't wait to hear number three because yeah. number one and two. Man, that on. defines. They will drive your behavior. They're gonna drive literally your behavior. These three drive your behavior. Yeah. And the last one, number three, is losing. So your motivation in life is not winning; it's avoid losing. So you don't want to be perceived as a loser by other. <laughs> people's opinion of you basically would you say that's accurate bert oh oh man i hope so girls like, listening to this if you, <laughs> by the way there's these are a lot of the conversations that we've had yeah over the past year is that you you just want to be liked it's it's, it's yeah, yeah it was so like, there's people that run towards success right there's other people that run away from failure you're um, the second one I, I don't want to be a failure. There you go. That's right. your driver. That's your motivation. And that's actually stronger. Than wanting success. Than wanting success. Yeah. But you because know you will do whatever you need to do in order to not be a loser. Yeah, You know what? How, <laughs> one way that illustrates that to me yeah. is that you never begrudge anybody else their successes. Yeah. You are so happy for every person. Mm-hmm. That's your quote unquote competition so to speak uh, other I don't, comics I don't, I, yeah, I don't but you like don't I have see it that way you, because you just don't want to lose it's not yeah. that you want to win yeah so you right? get a balance when, whenever you look at people we call that empathy yeah you have a, a, a balanced view meaning I know there's a negative but I know there's a positive does that make sense so whenever kind you're of. interacting with people mm-hmm. they're gonna come away liking you mm-hmm. yeah knowing exactly where you're coming from or feeling like they want something because you make them feel like that. So you are an extremely, uh, you're really good when it comes to communicating to other people. Does, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. But at the same time, like I was mentioning, you have an awareness of, you know, there's bad people out there as well. Yeah. Man, that I, the misrepresented is fucking. That is that defines like a whole period of, of, of a period of my life when it would it was made it was keeping me awake. Yeah, like it was like, I mean, this was part of the reason I went into therapy. Mm-hmm. It's because yeah. someone was telling a story that about me that was untrue. Oh yeah, and it was making me crazy. It was making me crazy. Yeah, yeah, because everything you do will you're and- gonna run that filter through it it's so funny because even like joe and tom and ari when we do a podcast they'll joke it's a joke but they'll go like you're easily 260 pounds and i know that people are listening so they can't see me and i know that they're joking but i go i'm not 260 pounds and then they'll go 270 like and they'll it's a joke but in my head i'll start spinning out going guys like no i'm not like like you're much bigger than tom tom and i are the exact same way i'm doing it right now tom and i are the exact same weight but the idea that people believe that i'm much fatter than him makes me crazy yeah like it is but and then and the, the i said to my motivation of not losing is insane. With Sober October, yeah. my motivation, and that's when I think one of the things my therapist said, he was like, it's a bad idea to get into sobriety as a challenge. You should want to do sobriety. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. And he was like, well, what is your motivation? I said, spite. 
And he goes, what do you mean spite? I said, I just don't want to lose. I'm not going to lose. I refuse to lose. I call that my Mickey Mantle gene. I refuse to fucking lose. I literally say, and it's because I'm punitive. Like Mm -hmm. I'm punitive with myself. If I get up in the morning and I'm hungover and I don't feel like doing anything, I go, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. You get, if you wanted to be the party boy last night, get the fuck up. And, but I, I, it's so fun. So here's the thing. A lot of people looking at from the outside in, they might be like, well, you know, Bert, he's competitive. Here's the thing. You are competitive with yourself. Yes. More than you are with anybody else. Oh, and that's I, why you can like rejoice when other people, you know, achieve something. Because dude, right. I, I think you don't care. One, it's one right. of the things that I, anyone listening to this podcast knows that when I have a really good podcast, like the one right now, this one's an oddity in that. But like, but what, what, what I'm about to say, but is when I'm a fan of someone's and then mm-hmm. they'll come in and they'll go like, but you're a, a big comic too. Like, how are you a fan of mine? I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I come at it as a fan first. I've always been a fan of, I can still go watch. I will watch uh, Rogan, Joey, Ari, Tom, um, Nate Bargatze, Sal, uh, fucking Burr, Jeffries, Stanhope, all, all of those guys. I guess theoretically you would say are my competition. I don't see them as competition. I'd assume contemporaries contemporaries, but I don't, I'd assume any of them, none of them would ever call me their competition either. By, by the way, all those are much bigger comics than me. You know, Jim Jeffries is doing fucking four nights at the Wilbur. I'm just doing one night. So like, uh, February 3rd, second show still has some tickets available. Uh, but, but, but like, I don't look at them as competition. I can, I enjoy, I enjoy watching Jim Jeffries, um, comedy central show clips, whether they yeah. put on YouTube. I love them. I love Daniel Tosh. I love yeah. Tosh point And you I, know, that's, that's part of your, your, uh, uh, empathy. So empathy is about looking at other people as unique, right? Looking at what they're really good at. So yeah. you have a crystal clear view when it comes to people so you can recognize once again their positives and their negatives so if somebody is good at something you're going to be like well he's good at he's good at it yeah there's people that go like well he's good at it but i'm better than his i've had that problem i've yeah yeah does that make sense or they they don't really look at people uh in a clear way i look at people in a very crystal clear way yeah you do now when you look at yourself uh oh. So you wanna you wanna get uh, Real a little technical and deep. So yeah. yes. let's look at uh, numbers, right? Okay. Let's look at numbers. So when you look at yourself and how you value yourself, uh, and how you see yourself as unique and yeah. all of that. So you have a bias of sixty six percent negative against yourself. So you will look at more negative within yourself than positive. Yeah, but isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> like, I, like, when I look at myself as a comic, I just see the parts. And by the way, I'm just talking about comedy. Yeah, I'm talking, but, I, 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 but my other problem is that my comedy is so in, intermeshed with my life. And there's mm-hmm. so non, there's no difference between stage and life and any of it anymore. No, you're an open book. I'm a, what you see is what you get. A hundred percent. That's who you are. And there's no mask. No. But I guess it's me. There's no I'm mask. Here. Yeah. yeah. I've said I've said I'm a bad dad 
consistently. I always say I'm a fucking horrible dad. Although you're not, but, but no, but but I look at it going. That's your sixty six percent. That's my sixty six percent talking going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you definitely are a pretty bad dad because yeah. I definitely know some of so, the things you put in the closet. Yeah. So when when you look at <laughs> when you look at yourself, you're basically judging yourself against a really high standard. Yeah, you should. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. But sometimes it can be a little excessive. So 100%. let's say uh, if somebody tells you, okay, you need to rate yourself from zero to 10. So more than likely, you're not going to go like, I'm a 10 overall as a person, as a dad, yeah. yada, yada, yada. You're going to be like, well, you know, I'm a seven. I was, I was thinking like seven that. in my head. Yeah. I was literally thinking seven, but I was like, only an asshole so, says he's a nine. <laughs> so check this out. This is what the brain does, right? Uh-huh. In order for your brain to compensate for those three points, you're going to try to work your way up to 13. Does that make sense? So you're working yeah. overtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The problem is there's no way you can go 13. There's only 10. So you are going to be basically forcing that engine all the time. Like, I need to be more. I need to be better dad. I need to be a better dad. I need to be a better person. I need to da 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 Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, over time, it gets tiring. Oh, it gets fucking exhausting. Yeah. And maybe doing that with depressed. I'm doing that with stand-up right now. It's I think one of the things that I've said consistently is that I'm overworking myself. I'm, yeah. I like even I say I'm going to do this, and then and then I go, all right, I can just get to February. February, if I can shoot the special in February, then I can get there. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah You're more demanding on yourself than you are with other people. Yeah. You're expecting more of yourself than you are of other people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Now, the good news is when it comes to your role awareness, like, what am I supposed to be doing, right? You are clear, clear on that. You're like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And you know exactly where you're going in the future. Really? Yeah. Where is that? Only you know. <laughs> but you you have a, a clear uh, clarity when it comes to that. Uh, self-direction, clear. Yeah. I know where I'm doing and I know where I'm going. I agree with that completely. Even if you don't believe that because of your negative bias against yourself. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, that. So imagine, imagine this, uh, this is the best way that I can describe the negative bias, right? Okay. You're looking at inside of a car, right? When everybody's shopping for Christmas and you're like, man, you know, these cars are full of gifts. See on the back, full of gifts. But whenever you look at your own car, you get a limo tint, super dark, and you're like, hmm, there's nothing here. Well, there is, but you can't see it. That's what it means. I was, I'm, I'm that way when we buy Christmas presents. Yeah. I'm like, we didn't buy enough. This, I just looks small. Doesn't look go. like other families have bigger. But that's your self-perception. It's not reality. So it's about aligning reality with what actually is. Mm. So you don't have to work over time or you don't have to overwork yourself yeah it's basically giving yourself a break does that make sense not yeah, but really I, being but, but i i can't i here's the one of the things when we started talking about this at the very beginning but i like and i've been going on this this rant about this in my head and i can't figure it out it's gonna be a bit one day it will not make this special but it, next special it will be a bit that i don't want to go holy shit i can't believe it that's how long it takes to write a bit yeah that's how long um I feel like enough people aren't too many people aren't hard enough on themselves. Mm-hmm. Too many people say things. I think too many people are hypocritical and aren't honest yeah. and candid with what they're feeling. 
it's like the whole idea of looking past people or looking through people. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think enough people realize even what that means. And it's just, it's, and I, I, I can't figure this out, but yeah, like I, in my, in my opinion, there's a lack of awareness. That's where it comes from. A complete lack of awareness. It's mm-hmm. like, like not to, not to harp on the Lena Dunham thing, but when she comes out one day and says, believe all women. And then the next day says, but don't believe this woman. She's a liar. I go, hold on. You can't like, you got to realize that you're, you're just wrapped up in your own world, your own world. It's, it is the thing that people, it is white privilege. Everyone bashes white privilege. I don't believe that all white people have white privilege, but definitely some of us had it. Mm -hmm. And, and what it is, is not being consistent and not being self-aware enough to just go, Maybe I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. Maybe I'm a little yeah. bit of a liar. You know what? Maybe I'm the reason why all of us do that, honestly, all of us do that. Mm-hmm. It's way easier just to do that than accept reality and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Because that requires change in our part. Right. So it's easier just to judge people and be like, you need to do this and you need to do that. And by the way, you know, complete hypocrite. Right. Yeah. Right. It's easier because it's outside of yourself. Right. But what if I say, you know what? I'm the one with the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that's racist. I'm the one that's all messed up. Yeah. Now I have to deal with it. Right. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. No. Why? Because we go back to that principle. The brain wants to preserve energy. My, my <laughs> point, my point, maybe you'll get this. Uh-huh. Um, I won't say anyone's names. My buddy is Mexican. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching him his Instagram stories. By the way, I'll say this like in a in a Lena Dunham way. I'm not racist. And I'll say that right now. But then I'll tell you what I really am and whatever this is. Mm-hmm. I'm watching his Instagram stories and he's with his mom and his dad. And I realized in watching these, if I had not known that was his dad, I would never have, I would have looked past that guy. I would have been like, oh, keep steer clear. Looks yeah. like a cholo. And his mom, his mom, I would have said, I would have said, uh, I would have just, maybe she's a maid. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm, I don't, I don't interact with that person. I, the, that person lives in the world I live in, but I walk past them often and don't even say, Hey, how you, I, mean, I don't, I'm actually a little, I'm being a little too hard on myself. I think I'm a very friendly person to everyone, Yeah, but I are. do, I do. One time it happened with a, a fat chick on a, I know you're allowed to say that, but on a plane and there was a tall guy and I gave the tall guy my seat and let the girl walk past me. And Leanne, I said something, Leanne goes, why didn't you offer it to the girl? Why didn't you offer your seat to the girl? Have more room. And I was like, huh? I didn't even see a girl. She goes, yeah, because she doesn't count in your world. Like she, she doesn't have value in your world, but a big guy does have value because I knew a lot of big guys growing up. Like if I see the guy, like when, if I see a guy in a golf shirt and a Rolex, I see that man because I, yeah. I see him as my dad. Because he's familiar. Yeah. He's familiar. It's, it's a pattern. He's familiar. Yeah, and so, and so I, but when I saw this video and I saw it as my friend's dad, then the guy had value. And I went, oh, that's fucked up. So I really don't value a lot of people. Like, and I, and I believe more people should start feeling like that yeah. and start putting value in. On everybody. On everybody. Because there's yeah. so many people everybody. that you just, you just shoot past. Yeah. The girl working the at Gelson's on the day before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know? It's got to be. I, I mean, I, I I'm doing this because I'm trying to do this, but I just try to think. Gelson's a pretty high end uh, 
grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, it's a very white privilege grocery store. Everything's expensive as fuck. There's yeah. actually no reason to shop there. There really is no reason to shop there. You can go to John's down the street and get everything for a third the price. Everything. Just about. But I said, it's got to be harsh, uh, a young Mexican chick. I go, it's got to be hard to watch just a lot of affluent white people spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. One, after all she's doing is watching feasts get put in front of her face and go, I'm trying to do this because I'm like trying to connect mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm buying something and I was like, I should, I, I should try to make a second to let her not just feel like someone who's got to like shuffle beautiful feasts past her and try to let her be a human for a second. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, uh, are you getting ready for Thanksgiving? And very quickly, I realized she's from Mexico. She didn't really celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. She was like, like oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I haven't really figured it out yet. And I was like, oh, and she had a pretty thick accent. And I was yeah. like, oh, maybe this, okay, maybe that was a bad fucking example. But, <laughs> but, it's, but it's so, but it, I, but yes, I don't know why I got on this tirade, but ah. that's what the, the insight that I try to, the introspection I try to do. Yeah. And I feel like if you hold yourself to a higher standard, then you're forced to do that introspection. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, it's good to do that. To some extent. Yeah. Whenever you do it and it's working against yourself. Yeah. And it's never good enough. And it could always get better. And you know what? You start self-deprecating. That is a problem. Okay. How do we stop it? (laughs) Because I do that a lot. Yeah. Well, by being aware of it. So. Okay. The level of expectation. And this is going to be a little deep, right? The level of expectation is in direct relation to the level of disappointment. Does that make sense? So if my expectation is out of whack, mm. more than likely I'm going to be disappointed. Right. If I'm expecting of myself more than I should or more than I can give, I'm going to be frustrated all the time. Yeah, but... And I'm not saying you have to be mediocre. That's that's a different thing. I... <laughs> um. Based on his uh, numbers, mediocrity is probably not possible. Oh, I thought no. you were going to say I was very mediocre. <laughs> no, no, all this is so high, the freedom yeah. piece and all that. You're not going to ever slip into mediocrity. Well, what's this altruistic thing mean? So that means that and you've regulatory. been burnt in the past and you keep an emotional distance from people and you are extremely guarded, which means... <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you asked. Yeah. Which means, you know, I might go away thinking, yo, you know, now we're best buddies. We're friends because you made me feel like that, but we're not. Yeah, you hit that nail on the head. That was a home run. So it's a survival mechanism, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been burned. Uh, It's like before you get into my house, may I see some ID? Yeah. Because last time the guy that showed up, (laughs) he stole my TV and my... I'm going to need to deposit. Yeah, I I had... I had... Um, I have a really hard time making friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have, uh, at one point, I, uh, a friend of mine um, came up. We were doing a show. I'm sure if you know who the friend is. I'm not just going to, I'm just not going to go into it. But, uh, and uh, I should give him credit. But uh, we were all doing a podcast. And uh, at the, the, we used to do these things called the Ice House Chronicles. And I'm getting ready to go on stage. And I was a little buzzed. I might have been a little high. And I'm getting ready to go on stage. I don't normally perform high. I just don't. I, I, I perform with a cocktail or two, but not. I don't like getting high because I have a hard time thinking. 
And so um, Rogan came up with a, Joe Rogan came up with a shot of, tequi- uh, of, uh, of Jack. And I was distant because I was getting ready to go on stage. So I'm not thinking about the connection that we're having. Yeah. And he just goes, hey, man, uh, you're a really great guy. I was like, oh, thanks. And he was like, no, you're a really great guy. And he, I didn't even realize he had the shot of tequila or the shot of whiskey for me. And I was like, thanks, man. I was like, you are too. And he's like, no, you're a really great guy. And there are a lot of people that want to be your friends. And if you let them be your friends, I think you'll be really happy. And yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. And he was like, no, listen to me. You're a really great guy. And we're all trying to be your friend. So if you just let us, yeah. I think... And I was like, oh, and then part of me goes, oh, yeah, in my head, I didn't say this out loud, but I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't make friends super easy. I didn't, I, I was thinking <laughs> so, that. Yeah. You qualify people. People yeah. need to qualify in order to be your close friends. Oh yeah. Like and if even, you're going to get close, like, uh, it's going to take some time. Like I need to <laughs> run a background check on you first right. type of a deal. You know, I need to watch, I, yeah, I need to watch your behaviors. I need to yeah. know that you're a safe person. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like and that. And that comes from your, actually, your uh, uh, natural style because you're safety driven as well. Yeah. Not as high as she is, but yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah. Safety so driven. safety is high for you. And what's regulatory mean? Regulatory has to do with black and white thinking. So yeah. when you're low, it's like there's multiple ways to skin a cat. That's yeah. what it means. Well, yeah. Versus if you're high, it's like there's only two ways: the right and the wrong way. Like yeah, I, I always say I don't like uh, I don't like um, uh, tablet comics, like comics that look like they write their set on a tablet and then recite it that way. Yeah. I go, but there's a lot of ways to do stand up, and yeah. I like those comics. Yeah, but I'm I, the way I like to do it is it. There's many ways that the evening yeah. can you're not fun. rigid, you're flexible. Very I love really I can't flexible. imagine I almost too much. I think the chaos thing you said earlier is Yeah, you're really accurate. flexible. Uh you need a lot of variety and you get bored easily. Yep. So what about the criminal part? Uh <laughs> I want to know about the criminal part. She just so that one <laughs> No, I don't. That one comes once again from looking at a, a authority. Yeah, and looking at all the negative, like if a cop were to approach you, you're basically thinking like he wants to shoot me or something. You're not like, oh, he's here to help. It's like not really. <laughs> so funny. We crossed the street yesterday, and there was a cop. Yeah, and I was like, he is definitely looking at me. <laughs> yeah, and that'll happen. Yeah, and Eric has got his booze and his binoculars, and I'm like, oh, we. I go, I can't believe we're gonna get arrested just outside the fu- with a kid. Yeah. With, that's but so that's funny. your perception. That's your bias. Somebody yeah. that has a positive bias, they're like, oh, I'm glad there's a cop in case something happens. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yep. they're going to be looking at the exact same situation, but differently. Oh, that's so interesting. And here's something really interesting as well. When it comes to your value, right? So the way we compensate for a lack of self-esteem and self-esteem. I know it has oh. like a negative connotation. Let's take some time on this. Yeah. <laughs> it has a negative connotation, but it basically is the way we see ourselves and we value ourselves. That's it. It doesn't mean like you crawl into a ball and cry. It doesn't mean that. Yeah. So you gain self-esteem and self-importance when you are on the spotlight. So you get it from people. Yeah. Oh, how else are you supposed to get it? And more than, li- <laughs> more than likely, uh, if you're not on the spotlight, you will look for something else to compensate. Drinking, 
recreational drugs or something like that. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, because I, I've it's been all known about to have a cocktail. It's it's all about <laughs> feeling with you. Yeah. So if the world is not what you want it to be, you will create your own world and live in it. Fascinating. That's absolutely So right. you will put all the pieces in place so that it matches your expectation. Your fantasy sort of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So fascinating. So yeah. Yeah. That's why sometimes that's why sometimes you are you get disappointed in our world yeah. because it's not that's reality. You don't want to live in reality. I don't like reality. <laughs> she said the other day, exactly. I think we're partying too much. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it, I didn't realize it, but we were I was throwing an event every other like day four nights in a row. Yeah. And I was like, tomorrow we are doing nothing. Yeah. We are not going anywhere. We're not having people over here. And I ended up going I'm to the two Rams days game. deeper than I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted so that's days. that's what your brain tells you. Right. Like, you know what? This reality thing, it sucks. Let's do something interesting. Yeah. And he goes like, oh, yeah, cool. It's going to be fun. Let's do it. I was thinking about that as we were talking about this. I was like, oh, this is going to be so great to talk about over dinner over with a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. Like, and see that future oriented. Oh, right. yeah. I get, it, it happens all the time. You're going to catch yourself. I get butterfly, uh, butterflies in my stomach when I yeah. think of a good time. Like when I say stuff like, oh, we should go out to dinner tonight. Yeah. Like I, then I go, oh, I can get through my day. I think it also connects with my reward system. Yeah. So I have a very low threshold for reward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I get, I can, if I think about the future, if I think about what's going to happen tonight, I get excited. Yeah. Call that the uh, dopaminergic system. Dopaminergic? Yeah. Dopaminergic. Interesting. The dopamine receptors. Right. You know. Oh. Like you got a threshold. Once you basically are using it all the time, you need to increase that threshold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it was like with Xanax. If you start taking Xanax daily, then yeah. you got to go into so, two milligrams. Now, more interesting than that is why do you feel you have to do that in order to be content? I don't know. Can you tell me? I can't. Oh, fuck. I cannot. Well, then this but was that's, pointless. That's, oh, shut up. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be interesting to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. What is Because that? we're compensating for something, right? Yeah. Why do why? What is it that I need to have a party? I need to have the spotlight. I need to be loud. I need to, like, I need that stuff. Yeah. I was saying to, I, I hate. Were you I neglected hate I, when you were little? What? Abducted? <laughs> no, ne- neglected. I don't know if I was neglected. Because most of the times, whenever we have a profile like this, you know, that requires a lot of attention. I just, the only emotion I can connect with, this is going to sound super silly. No, go for it. But uh, I, when I was a kid, my mom used to have Vogue and L magazines floating mm. around. That's all we had. Okay. So if you're going to take a shit, you just looked at a Vogue or an L. I know that was odd for a ten year old to do is flip through a Vogue, but that was the only thing you you had to. You're going to do something. Yeah. I remember getting depressed, like a genuine sense, like a like not not a long term, but an instant depression, like a whole oh, like an emptiness. When I looked at some of the pictures and I thought, my life will never be that cool. Okay, so that's where it's coming from. I remember going like, I'll never have a yacht and then yeah. a half-naked girl. So you created that narrative and now you're trying to live up to that. Like, by the way, you don't, I, you don't want to be normal. Oh, I don't want to. No. Like, no. No, but I don't want to be normal in the sense that like, I I envy, I envy, like I used to, for a long time, I used to say I could be a fence builder. Because I got really into building this fence. Yeah. And so it would be nice to not take your work home with you at night. Yeah. And not be all the time thinking of comedy. Like nonstop trying to write this bit or 
or assess things or say things that are uncomfortable to people because you're working on a bit and you just and you don't have the fucking luxury of of feelings so you're like just like you just say stuff like like or like I did with you. When did you come to this kind? Like, and, and then I go, I, maybe you shouldn't say that, but I go, yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to write this. I'm trying to work on this thing on my head. Yeah. But then I and I and I love it when I'm home for a little bit. I love it, but then I start getting really fucking antsy, and yeah. I throw parties every night, and I need to get on the road and do stand up, and I need to go do a spot at the store. And then when he's on the road, he needs to be home. And then when he yeah. gets home, he needs to be on the road. Yeah. Just nev- nothing's ever settled. That's that's what that's what I mentioned. You need a lot of variety. Yeah, a lot of variety, a lot of connection, a lot of excitement all the time. Yeah. Now that the problem is this: what if, and I'm just saying, not saying that this is going to happen, right? But what if, for some reason in the future, there's no way you can get that anymore? What's going to happen? I don't know. Deal with reality. <laughs> I dealt with reality this last month in October uh, by not drinking. I remember having a little anxiety going. Do you how- think that's probably why you know? It's showing as a, like a mild depression. The the, the thing that I uh, pointed out to you. I think I have a mild. I think I think we've talked about this. He's a lot. been saying he feels like he's mildly depressed for probably yeah. a couple years. Yeah, but not like do anything about it. Not bad. debilitated. Just no. We got different ways of dealing with it. Uh, yeah. Some people go out and just want to forget about it. Some other people stay home and just cry. Or, you right. Would deal with things differently. Right. Yeah, I think I, I think it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that I I don't know where that comes any of that comes from. Mm-hmm. I have no real traumatic life experiences. Yeah. I had a pretty regular childhood. Yeah, I, I I excelled as an athlete, but not the best on the team. Yeah, um, and you know it doesn't need to be something per se traumatic, but uh, something definitely caused that because you're you're feeling really strongly about it. Yeah, it's a it's a need. It's not a want. It's a need. A need to to. I need to be different. I need to be on the spotlight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a need. Does that make sense? So whenever whenever we have behavior that becomes a need, it drives us. We don't drive it. Does that make sense? It will yeah. control us, <laughs> in other words. Right. And that's not a good thing, if you think about it. To make it sustainable over Long time. Long term, right. Long Like term. your body's going to start feeling it, you know? And you're going to be like, oh, okay, crap, but I need to do something. What do I do now? And now it's that's what I'm telling you. Now we need to really stop and deal with things. But are you going to be ready to do that? That's a question. Uh, no, I think the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about creating this awareness to get ready for that moment, or just transitioning it into something where yeah, it's transition that into something else. And you don't have to. Once again, you don't have to change who you are. Yeah. But it'll be a good thing if you can reduce that need to a want. Like, I want to be different, but I don't need to. Yeah, but I need to. Yeah, because that is coming from uh, insecurity. Basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, Excessive I'm insecurity. horribly insecure. I'm, I have a very low self-esteem. I don't even know what ego is, but I think I, I don't know if I have one anymore. <laughs> you do. Oh, you, there we go. There <laughs> you we got go. One. She was like, yeah, you got one. That came out of the closet. You do. No. So, you do so, have an ego. So what... So your assessment of me is is uh, turn my want to be different or my need to be different into a want. Yeah. And so it doesn't control you. You can control it. So that if for some so reason funny. you need to stay here, you don't have to go 
out and party. You don't have to go out and be I don't on have the to have people over. Yeah, there you go. I don't have to have. By the way, I was just going to say, should we invite people over for Monday Night Football? Oh. Hold on. Don't say no yet. We, he, you already know that this is something I can't control. Yeah, but I have stuff, too, that I needs taken care of in me. Yeah, put shit in your closet, and I'm going to have people come over That's so that problem, I can see? help empty my closet out. That's yeah. not healthy. And, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, happens with this kind of a profile, she gets overshadowed. Who does? I she do. Does. Oh, you're still here? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gets definitely overshadowed. Yeah, because you're so busy getting attention that you forget to pay attention. To her. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can tell she's putting shit in her closet because her face goes like this. Hmm. <laughs> that is very true. He pays so much attention to himself. A lot of times he doesn't pay attention to me in the way that, oh, what? See, that's not cool. What do you, you just rolled your eyes. That is what happens. And what also happens is he t- needs so much care in a lot of ways that I have that natural instinct for me is to make everybody else happy. Yeah. But the need that... I have with him and our kids yeah. is more there's nothing I have nothing left yeah at the end of the day for myself you know that happens a lot with influencing styles because like you're my wife you're here all the time but my friends you know I have to impress my friends I need to invite them over I need to make them feel good but yeah. you're here all the time and I'm not saying this in a bad way but it happens unconsciously right. does that make sense yeah yeah like we all do that take for granted what we have because there's something exciting out there in the sense of, you know, company or, you know, whatever it is. Home's not a party. Home's just reality. It's only about being aware of that so it doesn't right, become right. a problem in the future. Exactly. Just That's out of curiosity, what, now tell me what theoretical and political are. Because so, I just, I'm an average person. That makes me insecure. <laughs> <laughs> no. So political has to do with control. The higher you go, the more you need to be in charge of your own life and have authority over problems challenges or circumstances that affect you directly yeah so in this case you can be in charge but you don't need to be in charge yeah does that make sense yep and a theoretical means the need to know so you're a little bit above average which means that you more than likely have an above average iq and very probably you want to know why something is yeah but you don't need to know so if you're really interested on something you can go all in and be like hyper, you know, if it's like cameras, get all the gear and, yeah. you know, oh, research. By, and, by the way, by the way, that is that, that is yes, exactly what that's happened. Right. That that's is exactly right. what happened to me a year ago. A year ago, I was like cameras and I, just, I bought yeah. so many cameras and just ca- it was so much fun. It's obsessive behavior. I'm then, obsessive, <laughs> compulsive, hardcore. And then it gets old and you're like, okay, I got everything. What's next? Yep. Does that make sense? But it has 100%. to be something that gets your attention yeah so yeah, you will, i get into stuff and then i get yeah. out of stuff right now i'm into bobbers right. yeah. in motorcycles in and, and obviously i don't need to say this right but adhd big time oh yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah i have a hard time mm-hmm. so wh- why don't you have a podcast i'm actually working on one right now as we speak and you can have comics and celebrities in and that's exactly what i'm planning that's on doing. amazing that would, that would be great, be great. Yeah. i have a bunch of friends i want you to do this to tom and push push and go on their podcast oh yeah and just and but i want to i want i want to write his answers 
<laughs> don't tell him. Don't tell him. But I'll be like, I, it says you're gay. And he'll be like, what? You, you know what? Psychopathic tendency. Like, I what? know this like, is. What? I did it once. I did it once. And we're like, what? I know this is funny, but you can actually tell if somebody has those types. Oh, of is tendencies. she gay? Because we've always wondered that. <laughs> no, she's not. No, I'm not gay. Are we sure? Should she I'm test it out? Sure. Should we invite a woman into the bedroom? <laughs> can you tell if that? Would you ever be interested in that? No, no, not really, no. Okay. There's a lot of things that you either. can tell. You can tell if somebody has uh, sociopathic tendencies. Really? Yeah. Oh, can we have my dad on? Oh, how about my mom? <laughs> so, by the way, I, I like to clarify this because there's a lot of people out there and they just don't get it. So, there's a difference between a psychopath, yeah. uh-huh. sociopath, uh-huh. and a narcissist. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A psychopath is somebody that's, they got actually something wrong with their brain. Their limbic system doesn't work right. So, they cannot feel empathy for anybody. Okay. Okay. So they can just kill you like if you were a, a bug or something. Just, okay. And then go have a coffee. Yeah. They don't feel anything. Okay. Okay. Somebody that's a sociopath, as the name implies, society, sociopath. Like you've done me wrong in the past. So now I'm compartmentalizing my feelings and my emotions and putting them away because you deserve to be punished. And I don't care about you. So they can do that, right? Yeah. A narcissist, they need medication. Really? Pretty much. What's a narcissist? A narcissist is somebody that's so focused on themselves that nobody else, it doesn't matter who it is, their mom, you know, their friends, their wife, it's all about them all the time. Yeah, I might be pretty close to that. Well, you get tendencies. Yeah. Because of that low altruism. Yeah. It's like people burn you so much over and over again that it's hard to feel empathy for them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you're going to go out and kill people. Would it just you, means that you can compartmentalize it. Have you ever taken a test and been like, oh my God, you're a narcissist? Yeah. And you, you can have? tell that on the test? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I've, I've told people, like, you can probably shoot somebody and go have a Starbucks and you'll be fine with it. You've said that? Mm-hmm. So do Because who, it's true. Who they're take, like, yeah, sounds about right. Can anyone that's listening to this podcast take this test? Yeah, they can. Oh, how do they? Do I how do they sh- find you? Yeah, well, write this down so we can put this at the beginning because this is what. And I'm going to give you a podcast. Yeah, I kind of did sort of try to ask that at the beginning. I'm going to give you a link, Go to your specific link. Awesome. So that you know, we know it's coming from your podcast. Okay. Right. And if anybody wants to go through this assessment, know about themselves, about their kids, about their spouse, it doesn't matter who it is. I wonder, they I can my, take the assessment. My sisters are taking it tonight. <laughs> how old? I've been how, with my family a lot. No, By the way, my dad is not a sociopath. No. I was just joking because no. we, our whole family dynamic has, has been uh, shifted because of a new baby. Uh-huh. And, and I think that watching the dynamic change and, and I guess seeing my dad be a grandparent from the outside has is just everything's been yeah like I, I like i kept bringing them up bringing it up oh you're a better grandparent than you were with my kids and then i think one night it might have gotten testy but it was fine but i would love for my sisters to take this yeah they're taking it tonight yeah. um how young of a child can you run a test like this on um i'm gonna say about uh 12 13 okay so like 12. if they got any questions uh before that age, it's only a matter of talking to the parents and right. asking them questions. It's pretty easy to spot. So know. how would this work for someone that's listening right now? They would take the test. So they will schedule a call, right? Uh, take the assessment. And then I will go over the results uh, in a debrief one-on-one over the phone. Oh, great. Oh, and, so anybody could do it from any city. And then can people go? Yeah, in the world. Can, can people go? How does this compare to Bert? 
<laughs> if, you, if they want to. Yeah. Am I like a Leanne? Am I like a Leanne? <laughs> if they want to. So I'm actually going to offer a discount to all your listeners. Oh, okay. thank you. Yeah. So $50 discount on. So we got two assessments. The one that you guys experienced, it's called the uh, executive assessment, uh-huh. which is the behavior, motivation, and uh, axiology. Okay. Okay. What's axiology mean? Axiology is basically the way we value, once again, intrinsically, extrinsically, yeah. and systemically. Uh, I yeah. think you said this earlier. Yeah, yeah, you did. And then that's one test. And then what's the other test? The other test is just uh, the behavior and the values, which is, believe me, that's a lot of information. Right. Really? All of it is a lot. I'm so, going to read the whole thing. Yeah, we got, we got two different prices. And we have a discount for my listeners? Yeah. And what's that? How, how do they go about redeeming that? Uh, they're going to have to mention the podcast. Mention the podcast? Yeah. So is there like... And he, has, he just said he's going to send us a specific a link. Specific yeah, I'm going to send you a specific yeah. link. So all the people that go through that link will automatically receive that discount. Oh, fantastic. All right, that link will be... Um, I'll, I guess I can... I'll, t- I'll tweet it out. Yeah. Yeah, you can tweet it. I'll tweet it, it out. I'll put it on mm-hmm. my Facebook and then I'll put it... I'll put it in the description okay. in this on the podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, go, oh, wait, just scroll up and that link will be in there and click the link and then yeah. you can take the test. I think this is really fascinating. It's very yeah. helpful. I didn't know what to expect out of this. Most people don't. <laughs> and I didn't... And I And I think... I got to be honest with you. I I would suggest doing this with your wife because. Well, did you learn about me? A hundred percent. Now, did yeah. you learn? Did it help you in any way to like understand like when we argue and stuff? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not going to change the way I argue because I'm always right. Clearly <laughs> by my green, but by your green. No, I'm the one that has the green, my yellow, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> I make the rules. I don't follow rules and I make the rules. Listen, no, <laughs> so I think what I, what, what was very moving for me is when you got emotional about oh. that. And I think I'll probably go back and listen to this podcast again because I do notice, by the way, that it's so odd that you say you put things in your closet because when I wake up in the morning and she's doing one of the things she puts in her closet, one of the things is she wakes up every morning at 5.45 in the morning and feeds the dogs. So I'll come into the kitchen looking for her and she will actually be in the closet doing things that she puts in the closet. Yeah. And so like this morning I was like, I was like, oh, we got this assessment coming up. I better fucking hit it out of the park today. So I got up there and helped her get everything started. But then immediately was like, yo, put the shit in your closet. I got to take a nap. And then she ended up taking both girls to school, making both lunch. Well, I helped make the lunches, but I fed the dogs and I got breakfast ready with her. But it was like, I was immediately, I was like, oh, I wonder if I stopped. I wonder if I started helping more with that and not yeah. forcing her to put stuff in the closet. And the other thing is, I don't want you to resent that you didn't do anything creatively at 50. I don't want you to look back and go, I sh- oh, I really should have done that. I had some free time. I could have not done laundry or, you know. Well, so, I don't have a lot of free time. Well, I don't that, like no, sit that's, around well, that's and read the you, paper No, no, often. no. This is you doing the thing. Yeah, rationalizing. This you, yeah, this is you <laughs> well, rationalizing and soothing that part of your brain. I'm not going to let you soothe that. I'm not going to let you soothe this part of your brain. But if I helped out a little bit, you'd yes, have a little more free time. That is true. Yeah. Now, and you, you know, help, you can help each other time. now that you know about each other. You can, like you're doing that again. Like that's what my wife and I do all the time. Right. You know, like I have a hard time literally spending money on me. Oh, I don't have that problem at all. She has that problem. You know, she has that problem. Even, even if I truly need something. Right. Like my boots, right? Like, oh, they're too expensive. I'm just going to get something cheaper. She's like, how many times do you buy boots in a year? I'm like, well, they last me for like six years. Spend the money. So she will force me because she knows that's my weak spot. But I can spend a thousand dollars on a bag for her. 
and I'm fine with it. Oh, oh, our our it's pool, our pool. We had we could get plaster or we could get Pebble Tech, and Leanne's like, oh, we we'll just do the plaster. It's cheaper. And I was like, wait, wait, hold on. We're gonna have this pool for a while. Yeah, we're gonna. And I was like, spend the money. I always believe in spending the money on the nicer thing. Yeah, and getting what you want. Yeah, and and enjoying it as opposed to saving. We. This is my my glaring example. 13 years ago, we needed a vacuum. <laughs> Leanne wanted to get the, the, whatever the cheap one is, you don't need to spend money. And I said, I want, I said, I'm going to buy the most expensive vacuum I can find. Which at the time, yeah. what like was break the bank for us. Expensive. Yeah. We were broke. I said, but think about it. Every time you use this vacuum, you're going to go, God, I fucking love this vacuum. And vacuum won't seem like a chore. You're not going to be like, God damn it, this vacuum sucks. We need a new vacuum. This vacuum sucks. Like our fucking iron that always dropped white stuff on your clothes. And so you'd be ironing clothes. <laughs> oh, no, that sudden, iron was that top-of-the-line oh, iron. Okay, we got agree it for to our wedding gift. Agree to disagree. It was but really expensive. We still have this fucking vacuum. Yeah. And we st- it's been 13 years. Actually, it's only been 12, but... My, <laughs> my, my green's showing. And so my <laughs> sisters have bought numerous vacuums, and they bought a vacuum at the exact same time. And the amount of vacuums, money they spent on vacuums, eclipses ours. But we spent that, and we've still got that goddamn vacuum. Yeah. Yes. It's like my wife's favorite saying, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Like like buying a first class ticket. I'm better I'm better than when <laughs> we first would got never married. Buy a first no, class I, ticket. I don't need a first class ticket to anything. But I'm I'm better than when we first got yeah. married. I'm much improved. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Still hard for me. I yeah. still shop at Believe Target me, entirely. All of us are struggling with something. Right. Even myself. I'm supposed to be the profiler, and sometimes yeah. I fall into my own traps. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because we're all human. There's no way you can avoid that. So what did you do before this? I actually had a business uh, doing pinstriping on cars. Oh, no way! I pinstriped a car one day. Really? Yeah. My friend, our friend Lynn, she, I, I put stickers on her car. And then videotape it as a joke. As a joke, like uh, like inappropriate stickers, like uh-huh. uh, "Make America Great yeah. Again." And then she's very liberal and it dry, or like I put a big rebel flag on the back of her car. And she's Jewish. And then, one, <laughs> and then one time I put uh, sounds I pin, about right. I pinstriped her car uh, at a Girl and, Scout meeting. She was in the Girl Scout meeting with me, and he was pinstriped her car. It looked in the fucking good. Line. I did a great job. So much, so good that she never even noticed them, and she sold the car with them on them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's you, cool. You must go to work today, every day, so happy to do your job. Yeah. Do you, you, you look like you really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I'm, I feel really passionate about what I do. That's it, great. Especially because, you know, it, it can have a, a lasting effect in people's lives. Of course. You know, it's about improving the quality of your life. Right. It's about investing in yourself. Right. The more you know about yourself, the more you know about other people the better the quality of your life is going to be. Right. Well, I'm going to use two of those codes tonight because I'm going to have my sisters do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm dying to know if they come up with some of the same shit I got and then they're like, <laughs> oh, that's because of that one time we got in that car wreck. I'm like, whoa, that was my thing. Yeah. That was the thing that made me that little, I wonder what Annie's, I'm dying to know. Yeah. Well, you don't get to be on the phone call, do you? No. I mean, they you're just going to ask them oh, to tell you. Yeah, and they're going to lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be crazy to have someone take the test and you'd be like, this is a 
textbook narcissist or textbook sociopath. It's yeah. got to be great when you got someone you're like, oh, this says he's an easily uh, easily amenable um, rube. And you're like, oh, you need to take this test too. <laughs> take it twice. Take it twice. <laughs> yeah. Once we're done, I'll show you a graph of uh, somebody that's like a like an ex-convict. Oh. <gasps> And the way it looks like, yeah. Really? Now, did you read mine and go, oh, poor sad little girl? Did you do that? Okay, good. (laughs) And so so this is the way it works. I don't really look at any of this. Uh Uh-huh. I go to page 17. The way you're adapting. Right. Look at your values. Look at your numbers. And then I imagine what kind of a person you're going to be. Oh, interesting. Based on that. So I I form, you know, this visual image of things you would do, things you would avoid, you know. Who you are as a person. Can you tell if someone's going to be black or white based on their, like, black, white, or Mexican or Asian? Oh, no. you got to be able to tell Asians, though, right? Why? Because you're like, like, oh, you work, work really, really hard. <laughs> you're really, really smart. <laughs> no. no. They're really disciplined. And yeah? They tend to have, like, high theoretical lines. Oh, most of them. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. But you can't just tell. I would be, I would be fascinated to see. Um, but I've, I've seen, like, engineers. I've seen... Uh, you know, pilots. I've seen. Uh, I've seen a lot of people. People with uh, depression. I've seen people with uh, bipolar disorder. You can, no way. Yeah, and you can tell. Can that, you? That happened to me one time. From the chart, you can yeah. tell. Yeah, because uh, so I I had a debrief with the guy, right? And then afterwards, he's like, "I'm gonna have my wife do this." So she took the assessment, and he called me up, and he's like, "What do you think about this graph?" And I'm like, "You know, I was like scratching my head. I'm like." She looks like two different people. That's the only thing that I can tell you. Fascinating. And he was just like quiet. And I'm like, so what? What? He's like, she's bipolar. Oh, my God. I was like, okay, that makes sense. She's like two different people? Yeah. Wow. I was able to tell uh, another time this girl was cheating on the husband. And I was able to tell by looking really? at the graph. How could you tell that she was cheating? So when you look at that regulatory line, uh-huh. right? It's about regulated behavior. Uh-huh. It's about standards. It's about following rules. Right. When you look at compliance, right, mm-hmm. it was like a two. Mm-hmm. So even though you know there's rules, you're, you're, right? you're aware intellectually when it comes to the behavior, you don't follow them. <gasps> Crazy. That's fascinating. Yeah. So I talked to the guy. I didn't tell the guy directly, right? But I told him, so what's happening? I see, you know, there's problems here. He's like... You know what? My wife cheated on me a couple months ago. And I was like, I knew it. And I told my wife. Yeah. I told my wife. (laughs) It would be great if you said that on the phone. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Nailed it. I thought about it. Yeah. Cha-ching. That's crazy. That's the only thing that made sense. Because you're looking once again at everything. Mm -hmm. You're like, what makes more sense out of all the possible scenarios that you can run? Right. She's cheating on him. Do you live in San Antonio now? Yeah. I'm going to San Antonio soon. Oh, really? In March, maybe. March, April. I'm doing uh, the comedy club there, I think. Well, you want to go know. to the show? Let us <laughs> oh, know. Yeah. We'll yeah, get sure. you some tickets. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Just yeah, let me know, to, uh, kind yeah. of, let's look at it and find out in advance because the shows are selling out very fast. Okay. So Say that one more time in case the mic didn't pick that up. <laughs> the shows are selling out very fast. So, um, show out at the trough. Bring some friends. Oh, wow, Just yeah. let us know so we can set the tickets aside. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. Well, the friend that connected us, man, he's like your biggest fan. Oh, really? Oh, really? What's his name? Uh, Jason. Jason? Jason Garza, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Thank you, That's Jason. That's awesome. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, Jason, definitely listen to this episode. I'm looking for my... Uh, Your date. 
Laugh Out Loud San Antonio, April 5th, April 6th, 5th. and 7th, and 8th. Well, we got to change that 8th date is going to be removed uh, because I'm going to probably. So, yeah, so I'll be in San Antonio then. Um, I appreciate this, man. Thank you so much. This it has was been very really enlightening. enlightening. I'm I, glad you guys liked it. It, it was a blast. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> it was I hope a lot of people do that because, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. being aware of who you are is the only way you can make change, right? It's the different, the difference between, the, I was thinking of this, maybe I should have said this earlier. The difference between this and therapy is when you, I, when you go into therapy, you can tell them whatever you want, they want, you want them That's to hear. That's true. Yeah. This, you're forced to live with your, your truths. And even parts of it that you go, you may not say, well, that's not totally me. You were doing that. And I was like, yeah, you, I, I'm sitting there with you. And this is why I say you should do it with your spouse. Cause I'm sitting there with you going, you said, I have no purpose in life. And you're yeah, like, okay, yeah, I yeah. did say those yeah, words. Yeah. I said, you've said it like four times. All right. And so you're forced to live with your truths. And these are the behavioral assessment, yeah. the truths of that. And you know, uh, one of the things that I pride myself in, I tell people the truth. Right. Whatever I see, I tell them. I don't like to, you know, just. What's your reputation? Tell them whatever. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, I just want to make you feel good about yourself. No, it's like, no. no. The, the faster we deal with the problem, right. you know, the better for you. Right. And it's good, too, because. Ah, thank God you didn't just go, Bert, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you really worried that either you or I are gay? Yeah. Just the last time we had sex, it was just so gay. <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe this time I'll be on top. <laughs> Shut up. Or in front, right? Hey. <laughs> wow. Leanne with a zinger at the oh, last yeah. minute. Oh, at the buzzer pulls out a joke. Remember, I, my creativity V is a lot bigger than uh, yours. Uh, well, go, go get in your closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thank you for doing this. I yeah, appreciate no, no it. Problem. it was great meeting you guys. Much. It was great meeting you guys too. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you okay. for hanging out. Jair's oh, wife oh, hung oh. out the whole time. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.